right, all right. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we are live now. Um, after the panel got together and we got to uh, get to know one another real quick, you know, said our highs and all that. Um, I just want to start off with myself. I'm Byron Miller. Um, this podcast has no name yet. Um, I haven't locked in what I want to call it yet. Um, get back to you on the formal intro. Um, and I'll just have my panel introduce themselves. Uh, ladies first. Hey, y'all. I'm Celine Brewer. And I'm in Dallas, Texas. Well, Frisco. And, you know, I'm just here to do what I do. Next. Uh, <laughs> uh, down, uh, Dang, I, it's it's disrespectful. I don't know if you're in the same corner on your own screen. <laughs> so, hey, just just, I, just talk it on. What are your thoughts? I'll go next. So, um, hey everybody, how y'all doing? You know, Byron, appreciate you for inviting me in. Uh, my name is Keon Johnson. I go by KJ. Originally from Detroit, Michigan. Currently making money in DC. Um, just really happy to be on here with like-minded um, ladies and gentlemen, just to to talk about issues that impact us. And now it's, I guess it's on to me. My name is Alan Franklin. I'm from Los Angeles, but I've lived all over. So now I'm back in Los Angeles. I'm just happy to be on board and just find out what everybody's thinking. And, you know, just starting a dialogue. Cause I really think that's like the best thing we could do to, you know, I guess I can't say fix the situation, but just to move it forward. So I just, you know, hopefully this gets out more people are doing the like things and it gets better for everyone. Y'all sounded better than mine. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were able to learn from you, so you made us better. Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> oh man. Um, but I guess um, just to just get this thing going. So our first topic is the protests and the rioting. Um, and I guess I just want to start it with saying um, the main reason we're here today is because unfortunately George Floyd lost his life. Um, uh, three days ago, correct? Three days three. ago? Three days. Two, one, three. Or is it two? I want to say two. I thought it was, was it Monday? Wow. Yeah, I, I want to say it was three days ago. So it was on Thursday? Yeah, today Saturday. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Okay. Three days. Three days ago. Yeah, because it was, it was at some point, yeah, some point on Thursday, stuff just went. Yeah. Haywire. Right. Yeah, the May 25th. Okay. Um, so I guess with, with that said, um, starter question, do you guys find, um, like, so with protests, like, so protesting is justified. Is, do, how do you guys feel about the rioting, though? Because no, no one's going to argue with protest, whether protesting is justified or not. How do you guys feel about the rioting in and of itself? Um, I, I think writing, um, honestly pointless to a certain degree. Um, unfortunately, cause I think when people riot and loot, it's not directed towards anything. So there's no point. And if you look at the grander scale of things, it's why is looting, how's looting target going to get a message across? Um, cause it was actually, even though like I didn't agree with it when they actually rioted the police station in Minneapolis and burned it down, 
or not burn, set, set a fire and they would constantly evacuate. I thought that was, I guess, an appropriate riot because it was an appropriate response. It's the police force, they're doing something bad over and over again, nothing's being done. So now we're taking the fight to your door. So even though I guess I don't agree with rioting, that one, I could, I could almost say it's justified and it makes sense. Um, but going on there like at San Jose, they're on the freeway and I'm not sure how true it is, um, but they're on the freeway stopping traffic, breaking people's cars. Like that made, that made no sense. So I think depending on how, unfortunately, I think you need to be, there needs to be riots to show that people are serious, but I feel like they need to be more directed more than anything else, because when they're not directed, it just makes everybody involved look stupid. All right. Um, so I'm, I guess I'll jump in uh, real quick. Um, so really quickly, I'm sure like this has been said 10,000 times, but obviously everybody knows a quote by Martin Luther King that says, and I must say tonight that a riot is the language of the unheard. And what, what, it, what is it that America has failed to hear? So he, act, he says a quote and then he asks a question. And this is from obviously um, the civil rights movement. So I feel that the riot and any riot, not just, you know, this one, but we can go back to Ferguson. We can go back civil rights, however far back you want to go, Haitian revolution, um, and look at any of those riots and say, okay, they were unnecessary. But we're failing to ask, why are these riots happening? And, and people are so focusing on the riot and the looting, which the looting aspect, I disagree with vehemently. I don't think that looting solved anything. I feel like it's really a way for lazy people or people with misaligned interests from protesting try to come up on things that they wouldn't ordinarily, that they would ordinarily pay for. So I'll start with that. But as far as rioting goes as an act, it's really the language of the unheard. And, and you know, us in the black community, we're tired of being unheard. But going to Alan's point, we have to riot with a purpose. We have to protest with a purpose. I've been asking in my different groups today, okay, after we riot, after you burn the police station, after you riot the target or, or loot and burn down the target, after you loot and burn down the auto zone, what's next? You know, is there, what's the next, what's the next step? Do we have, you know, people that are actively negotiating with our legislators, our state assembly men and women? Do we have people working with the mayors of these different cities where these these crimes happen and or are we putting forth committees or subcommittees or um i'm confusing myself with the term enforcement and oversight people to look at these police crimes outside of the actual police jurisdiction and the police officers themselves and internal affairs to say hey you're going to do your investigation but we're going to do ours as a non-biased force and we're going to compare notes to see was this was this wrong was this a justifiable use of force or was this murder you know, not speaking specifically to George Floyd, but just in any situation. And because those those things have not happened yet, you have riots, but also with those riots, you got to come back and say, okay, we're going to riot and we're going to burn down a police station. But in doing so with that riot, we want to speak to the police chief because we have a dedicated, you know, group of people in this community or this, this group of people to say, hey, these are our demands. This is what we want to hear. If you're willing to agree with it, cool, we'll go home. If not, like Alan said, we're going to bring it to your front door. Okay. Well, I definitely disagree with how they're handling it as far as how they're handling the riot. 
because I do not feel as if they are doing it with a purpose, if that makes sense. Right. Like you, like KJ said, if or Alan said, doing it for a purpose makes the riot worth it versus just doing it just to do it because everybody else is doing it. Mm -hmm. um, to me, it's like, if I let my kids run around this house and cut up because they're angry and tear things down and break bases and throw everything everywhere because they're angry and let them do it, at one point I'm going to have to stop them. I'm not going to allow them to continue to keep destroying my house. My thing, my point is, yes, riot, yes, go ahead and do what you want to do. I'm not in control of anyone, everybody in control of their own self. But the point is, if you're not doing it for a purpose, it does not matter because the day that you walk away from this riot or the moment that you walk away from this ride, the moment that you go home, the moment that you sit back down and get back into your regular life, are you actually going to do something after this? Or are you just going to go back into your regular schedule and forget it within the next two weeks? True. True. I sit here and I reflect on things that I have done in the past as far as when I have reacted in a way that was irrational at that time, it did not get me anywhere versus I, I either stood still or it took me 10 steps backwards. It did not advance me forward to where I to, to make my point or where I wanted to go because I did not do it with purpose. I did it out of anger. I did it out of emotion. So with that being said, I just don't think that people are actually going out there and communicating with the people that they actually need to talk to while they're out there. To me, it's just happening and no one is actually going to talk to anyone that they need to. Like in Little Rock right now, there are people protesting and stuff at the Capitol. What's today? Saturday. Saturday. So no one's there. Who, who was at the Capitol? Yeah, I, I, I do I do agree with that also. But it, it also it also goes to like kind of what, what we're saying too. I guess if, if they're doing it without a purpose and kind of like the date that they chose as well, um, it makes it lets people hijack the point. And um, sometimes I feel that the protests and riots, they undermine the actual issues. But I mean, if you go, because even Fox and CNN, they're both saying that, you know, Trump's blaming one group, Minnesota, Minnesota officials are blaming a different group of actually who's starting the riots, because I guess uh, Minnesota officials are saying it's like white supremacists. They're escalating the protests into yeah, a riot. Yeah, so th that was, was going to be the next thing I actually went into too. Yeah. So so it's it kind of seems it's people maybe they're going out there to do the right thing, but since they're so angry, people are playing on that anger to subvert their attention. So now instead of saying, "Hey, we're all together, we're a show of force," this is an issue that we need to fix. 
then it's kind of like you know kind of like kind of like a bunch of dogs you know because my mom my mom has two dogs i have two dogs but they get together um what you know one barks and then they all start barking so it's like one person breaks a window and then it's like they're all gonna riot so it's it's like they and unfortunately we need someone to rein that in and kind of like based on what you, what you said about your kids too it's yeah there's a point where you're gonna let someone be upset but even and even if you know, as if, even if you're a parent, like your, your kids, they're upset because we're supposed to go somewhere and now they can't go. And, and you know, it's your fault, poor playing. So even though it's your fault, you're going to let them be upset for a little bit. But it comes to a point where it's like, hey, you, you're not going to be upset anymore because now I'm going to, I'm coming down on you because now you're just totally out of line. And I think so. And if we let the riots go on so long without a purpose, with no one trying to get a dialogue with the correct people to actually make an actual change then it's going to just be a retaliation and nothing's going to happen because then instead of remembering why they were rioting it's look how far they rioted and look how bad everything got and then the whole message is it's just gone as well too i don't i don't necessarily think that um protesting and rioting doesn't have a purpose per se i definitely think the pro protesting and, and specifically peaceful protesting definitely has a purpose but there comes a point where you know, how many times have we seen at peaceful protests that have an umpteen number of mi uh, middle class, uh, uh, people of color, as well as Anglo-Saxon people as well, in solidarity, or people showing support for this movement. And we've seen, you know, agents of the state, or we've seen police officers, or National Guardsmen incite something because, you know, of course, in every group, you might have a bad apple or two. And then boom, you had something that as simple as, we're just gonna march to the Capitol on a Saturday and we're just gonna come here. We're gonna stand on the steps, gonna listen to two or three speeches. People are gonna take pictures. Boom, it's peaceful. We get in our cars and go home. But then now, oh, they're marching on the Capitol. Then you, then you incite them by bringing out seven different police jurisdictions and they're all locked arms and they have tear gas and a baton and they're forming a line. And then, oh, you have three minutes to disperse. Boom, a tear gas canister flies into the crowd. Now you have mass hysteria then people that were once peaceful turned into rioters and they're like, all right, I'm pissed. I just got tear gassed or we weren't even really doing anything. And now they're like, all right, I'm pissed off. I'm going to take my anger out. Ooh, here's a brick. Ooh, here's a window to target. Brick, window, brick, window. Now you have, you know, target and people running in and looting. So you have these different chains of effects. And um, I don't want to jump too far into in, in policing, but I had a, um, uh, a conversation with um, a white counterpart of mine who actually used to be my supervisor. And I said too many times when it comes to these protests, um, especially peaceful ones, we put too much responsibility, we being the system and the media and all these outside forces put too much responsibility on the de-escalation of these situations on the people that are peacefully protesting and not the trained people that we all pay with our taxes yes. to de-escalate and protect and serve us under the law and under the constitution. Why if, why if I'm pulled over or if I'm in front of you and my hands are up and I might be recording you, why is it my responsibility to de-escalate you? You're I totally agree with that. I'm not. I, I, I totally agree with that. And I think that that's what we were saying before too. It, it's like, and I guess what you're saying, maybe, and I, I don't know, I'm on, on the inside. Sometimes it seems like they're, they want to escalate to take the focus off of them. So, and, and that's the thing, it's like, they escalate it to turn it to a protest, to a riot. So then, because then when it's on the news, it's not about 
peaceful protests about the death of this person. Like if you, if you look at all the headlines now, it's riots in LA, riots in, in Atlanta, riots here, riots here. And then under it, it's the actual reason. And, and, maybe, and maybe it's a media tactic. Maybe they're trying to do it. Like, I, I don't know. But, but, yeah, no, so, and, and I think, and, but, but, but onto what you said too about, about the, about the de-escalation, it's maybe the media puts it on there because the government doesn't want to be wrong. And, and, and the thing is, we do, we do have an issue. And then I feel like instead of, so we can't go to the history of saying, okay, because, because then there was, um, you know, we, we had, and I'm, I'm going to forget names, um, but because I think the person in Louisville, uh, the cops came into her house and shot, shot, her, um, shot her and her boyfriend. Um, Bri- the young Bri- Brianna, Brittany. Yeah, yeah. She, um, she passed. Uh, she passed away. Um, you know, and we have a we have a bunch of things that are going on. So I, I think before we can even connect the dots and say, hey, there's actually a problem, and maybe you know, and we have the bad apples. I'm not gonna say that we have bad police officers, but maybe there's an issue with training. But but we, before we could get that and connect all the dots, maybe they incite people to be hysterical, to riot, to be angry, to be violent, so then we can't connect all the dots. Because I, I honestly believe, besides the bad, bad people out there, there is a lack of training or, or a lack of procedures in there that, that protect not only you know, people of color, but also the Anglo-Saxons, also the other minorities, and also the officers. And that gets missed all the time because we can't, we can't go far back because we can't go back because now it's like, now we're dealing with this. Okay, so I'm gonna go off of KJ's point. He's this way on mine. KJ's <laughs> point of when you, how can I explain this? How about this? When you're going to write and you know in the past that when we come peacefully they have tear gassed us they've done this they've done that blase 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 they've done they've done they've done why has nobody ever thought of since in the past they have done this we should make sure that we have gas masks that we have this that we have that in order to prepare for what we already know that they are capable of doing. My thing is, just everybody knows this. The definition of crazy is doing the same thing over and over again and getting the same result. Why are we not using our Second Amendment right to bring guns as well as them? Because we can. It can be a peaceful protest if we have our front line of people that are willing and able to do what they need to do if they get out of line because at the end of the day we have a right to defend and protect ourselves now another thing i can't i can't sit here and say that i think that there's no just like you said there's no purpose to protesting it's just we need to bring not only say our purpose but bring our purpose of why we're protesting we don't feel protected so we need to protect ourselves we don't feel like you all are in my be- our best interest so we need to be in the best interest of ourselves we know that if 
I seen something today yesterday. If there are ten bad cops, or th if there are thousand cops, and out of those thousand cops, ten of them are bad, a thousand cops are bad because you have not pointed out those 10 cops that are bad or done what you needed to do to make sure those 10 cops are not destroying your name. You're let they're allowing this to be unheard and unseen. So yeah, to me, I don't blame just a bad apple. They don't, they didn't get away with it by themselves. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's not just them. They, they not the only person that, knows what they did or knows what happened at a scene i mean you got the captain they the chief they have to report back to them in some type of fashion they can't just hide everything that they do they can't just go off and shoot their gun <coughs> and kill somebody without it being reported every time they shoot their gun they somebody gotta know something about it mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. It's like, why, yeah. why put responsibility on just one cop and why, oh, I'm sorry, I guess I'm going a little far, excuse me. Um, why put responsibility on one cop, but also why put responsibility on them to protect us and serve us when we know what they've done in the past, period. Like, why can't we show up to be able to protect ourselves because showing up in a t-shirt and some shorts and with a water bottle ain't gonna save nothing well right and oh, I, I, yeah so with with that with that we've seen we have great examples of that like i was online because so i so um i uh lower hand what, what <laughs> Oh uh, no! So it's a it's, so it's a feature. So I don't talk over you. So I was raising my hand. So whenever oh. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. Okay. So anyway, anyway hey, so we need a zoom so tutorial. We, we witnessed we witnessed with Hong Kong when they when they when they were just, uh, going against their government. Like they have full mm -hmm. tutorials on how to deal with tear gas, how, what you should bring to a riot. They have all that. They put it all out there publicly. So it's like, hey, so next time you guys ride, you have it. It's public info. It's on Twitter. They literally, all those people, that the main posters, they reposted all the information for us to have. And they were like, hey, this is what you should do. This is blah, 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 blah. They was like throwing the information out there. They were getting crazy retweets, but nobody's listening. Nobody's like taking it to heart. Well, I think based on it, unfortunately, um, out here, the laws are the police, police officer protected no matter what. And I think that's, and that's, I was moving forward. And I, so I want to save that for topic three to go, go in there, but that was just to answer a question. It's why can't we arm up? Why can't we do this? It's because no matter what, the police officer is protected. And unfortunately, so, and and they, they can use anything as that's, escalation that's, to do that. That's, that's, that's fair, but in Hong, in Hong Kong, it's the same situation. They're literally, they're literally our Chinese mirror. They are literally our Chinese mirror. They're democratic. They 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 went through the same. They're like they uprised over possible. Um, they were gonna deport people to mainland China. I don't want to get like too off yeah. in the weeds on why they did it, but at the same time, like they did it effectively, effectively. Like they they shut the state, their own legislature down 
to the point where they finally, when they did come back, they went, okay, like, okay, let's let's take this bill off the table that y'all don't like. Let's change this thing that y'all don't like. We're gonna fire these such such police officers. We're gonna change this policy. Like they they were so effective, they were so effective. The change happened. They protested, they rioted, and change happened because they were effective. And that's really the space where we should get. To. It's not like we're, you know, we're um, we're like rioting and protesting aren't new. You know, things have been done already, and we should just take the best um, what is that called? Best best uh, best practices, you know, from other people and add them to ours. Because if, if you if you know what to do, if you already know how to do it, you should do it. Um, I guess to give my, my two cents though, um, so protesting, good. Riding, riding is fine too. I just don't like seeing people like destroying things that you use regularly, destroying things that actually like employ you and give you money. Because at the end of the day, you have to, these protests aren't protesting and riding effectively aren't cheap. You know, they're not cheap. You're going to need money. Eventually, you're going to have to like buy food for yourself. You're going to need food. You're going to need water. What What's the point of, you know what I'm saying? I mean, like they born, they, you know, they burned down the uh, the Otto O'Reilly. Uh, yeah, I think it was AutoZone. 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 Excuse me. AutoZone. Man, man, it was the same thing to me once it was on fire. Like, <laughs> like I'm not sure. That my burning. Like, um, but, hey, man. Yeah, but um, like at some point you you have to go. You have to look at what you're doing. Like, because even when they protest back in the day, they made sure not to burn down black businesses along the way. You know what I'm saying? They made sure. Like, okay, this is this is ours. This is ours. This is ours. This is ours. Don't touch this, 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 and this. You know, mm-hmm. everybody knew that. Don't touch these. But them other ones, we can go after that. We can go after this restaurant. We can go after this store. We can go after those because they're not ours. They took it. The they, they took it to the correct place. They weren't in their own neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Going, we, you know, we want no justice, no peace. Like you can't do that in your own neighborhood. You take it to the people that don't care, the people that aren't paying you no attention. You take it to them. You don't. You don't protest in your own neighborhood. What's going around your block gonna do? Everybody know, dude. Already, everybody know what happened already. Right. Most of those people care, but when you go outside, them the people that don't care. So if you're gonna burn some down, burn some down where they can see it, where they have to go buy it every day, and then their little child that's in the backseat going like, "Why they burn that down?" Then they gotta explain themselves. Mommy, mm-hmm. why these people outside our house? You gotta explain yourself. Yeah. Like if you ain't if you ain't putting them in a position where they have to explain themselves, you know what I'm saying? Because you don't realize how stupid you are till you open your mouth and actually have to say it. Right. Till you actually have to say it. It doesn't it doesn't gra- the gravity of how bad things are till you actually say it. And you know, I was I went back and did some research on why he died. It was a fake $20 bill. He died over $20. We have a riot going on, rioting and protesting going everywhere over $20, $20 that he might not have even known if it was fake. We don't know now because he's dead. Yeah. You can't ask him that question. But I've had, I've had plenty of fake bills before. And I was like, oh, they were like, hey, this bill is fake. You can't use this. Oh, shoot. I didn't know. 
hold on, here's my debit card. You know, you don't, you got to get somebody the benefit of death. You can't just go, oh yeah, I'm gonna call the police. You're trying to fake, fake money, you know, bring fake no, money. No, but, but, but it's even that, like, you know, it's far within the rights to call the police, but the, the fact is that they handled it wrong and they escalated way too much for the situation. And I so, think that's where they need to be held accountable as well, which is why, like, like we talked about writing, like writing in certain places, it's like, yeah, it's like directed, you know, going to the police station, it, you know, it's, it sent a message. But so I wanna, you, go ahead. No, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, right? no, 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 I was done. <laughs> you know, so I want to jump on, I, I wrote down some notes about um, Celine's point with the Second Amendment and like, why we're not, not really to jump back to protesting as, you know, I know we want to move forward, but the reason why, at least in my belief, why we don't arm ourselves at these protests um, are because whatever stereotypes are put on minorities and people of color, we all know what they are. Um, as far as owning, owning, having weapons, it just further heightens and tightens the situation or escalates the situation to a place that it doesn't need to be. And I feel you, like, I, I'm gonna jump back and say, I agree with what you're saying. We keep doing the same shit, expecting different results and we not getting anywhere. But understand, and I'm not, and I, I don't know if I'm saying, okay, we should or we shouldn't do it. Um, because the last thing I wanna see is if we walk out there I got two pistols on my hip. My man's got a Glock. We got a couple of AKs in the back. Cops are like, oh, oh shit. Niggas with guns, pop, pop, pop. Now you got a whole row of people laid dead. And then the defense to that will be, oh, well they had guns and we fear for our lives, which is the same, obviously, mantra that we've been hearing after cop killing, after cop killing, after cop killing, which is so on and so forth. Which is, which is what, not to cut you off, which is what we saw in, in LA. And this was back when, um, uh, horrible with names. I think Christopher Doran, because um, it was the, the Navy officer that became a police officer, and then he was fired. And um, so he was fired, and, and he went on his rampage. But the, and the yeah. main issue was that the cops they try to cover up is that when they're trying to find him, they um, to find his truck, they went to three different trucks that were not even the same color or the same make. And the first one, two ladies were delivering newspapers, and they shot this vehicle 102 times. Because and and this was based on the fact that they th that they knew he was armed, so the fact that he right. knew he was armed, and so they sh they literally shot a truck at five o'clock in the morning with two old ladies delivering newspapers. Luckily, they're not dead, but I mean, I've been deployed, I've been out in Afghanistan, and I've never shot a vehicle 102 times, especially one that's not firing back at me. And I right. think so. So that 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 goes to what he's saying as well too. Is like once they they're like, oh, they're they're armed. They use that as an excuse to use excessive force, and then they're justified because the um and they did it not only they did it to that truck, the next truck they, they got they shot up they shot up the third truck they ran off the road, and so and that was you know excessive use of force before they even confirmed who the person was, and all those officers scot free nothing bad happened to them, right? And so so then I mean so so I guess like I said um to to both of y'all's point um on you know. Why can, what can we do to better arm ourselves? I do agree, in an extent, we need to do what they did in Hong Kong. Like, look, like I was looking at Emmanuel like, yo, they said the best way to stop tear gas is the traffic cone method. You put a traffic cone on it, let it, you know, it, it'll, it'll blow up like a chimney, you pour water on it, boom, it's no more tear gas. You know what I'm saying? But it goes to how many people, like we see stuff on social media all day, every day. How many people are reading and using it and on one end, and on the other end, how many people are 
spreading false information. Not saying that the information that they put out about the protests is false, but it's so so much misinformation that's put on and around social media and on these sites. And people are probably like, well, that don't sound like it'll work. That don't sound real. That didn't come from a news source. That came from, you know, John Doe 775. He sound like a spam account or a Russian bot. So the question is like, you know, what can we do at, at the bare minimum? I do believe that having tear, um, not tear gas, uh, gas mask at these, you know, at these events, because like Celine said, like a t-shirt, some Nike shorts and, and, and some Air Maxes clearly ain't working. Um, to, her second, to her second point, like we, we go out there to look fashionable. Like I ain't gonna hold you. Like, you know, I've seen people come out there like, yo, bread 11s, uh, Jordan shorts, t-shirts, watches. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, okay, what are you, you expecting to be on CNN? Like, come on now. But to um, Celine's second point is that with these bad cops, and I ask this question at the town halls that I've been to, and, and I've been, I, live, so I used to live in LA. I used to live in uh, Houston, Texas. Um, I lived in Atlanta. So I've been to different forums and different areas that I've lived in, and I ask the same question about bad cops. It's like, okay, every cop says, oh, I'm a good cop. Cool, you a good cop. But my thing is, what are you doing about the bad cops? And they're like, well, what do you mean? And so I always give the example about my grandmother and her garden. When my grandmother had a garden, she would get a weed in the garden. She would get weed be gone, Roundup Killer, whatever the hell is out there, weed be gone, and kill the weed, pluck it, boom. Three days later, she would get four more weeds that would grow in its place. And she'd be pissed off, dude, she spraying the weed be gone, pluck those four, next day she get eight, so on and so forth. It wasn't until my grandmother was like, wait a minute, I have to change the environment that allowed the weed to thrive in the first place that is not gonna impact my whole garden. So my question to these cops, and I'm, I don't know if anybody on here can answer it, and I've been asking it for the last week and a half and every time this happens, what are you as a good cop doing to change the environment that is allowing these bad cops to thrive in? Because obviously talking to them and turning the other cheek like the other three that should be arrested did, it ain't helping the situation. Yep. No, literally. I, I could 100% agree with you there. And that's where uh, my statement comes from. If there's 10 bad cops and they're not doing nothing about it, then it's a thousand bad cops. But um, the thing is, in Texas, they had guns out to get their stores back open. And yeah, they white, but we have that same right. I don't see how we have the balls to set fires or to break into stuff, but we don't have the balls to bring a gun for our own protection. Mm. I don't That's see how we have the balls to push at the cops, throw water bottles at them, do this, that, and the third, but we're not willing to stand front line in front of them with our guns as well as they have, or batons as well as they have. It's human nature. No one wants to be the first person to fall. And that's the thing. If, that's the thing. It can't just be one person neither. But I know it can't be one person, but I'll put it with, um, and I, I hate using this analogy. I really do. 
9-11. Someone had, a, they, they hijacked the plane with box cutters because no one wanted to be like, no one wanted to, to get cut. It wasn't until the third plane where they said, hey, we're going to die either way, so we might as well take over this plane, that someone said, okay, I'm willing to take like, like a slash for you or get hurt. And it was kind of like um, what we were saying earlier about the riots with the cone, the cone method. It's like, um, yeah, we, we, we put the, the cone over the tear gas, so it goes back to human and you pour water on it. But no one, no one, a lot, nine times out of 10, I can't say nobody. A lot of people are going to say, hey, guess what? I'll take this tear gas for the 80 people behind me to go free and, and get the point across. And it's kind of like, it, it was funny because um, it's a Hollywood movie, freaking the, the Fast and Furious, um, Sean Hobbs, where it took him finally to say, it's like, I'll take a punch for you, you to get one in. Punch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll take a punch so, so, you can get, so you can get one in. And unfortunately, we don't have that mentality. And as writers, as, you know, as organizing. And, and unfortunately, that's something that we miss. And that's why I think during like the old protests, when it was more community involved, and they said, hey, we're not going after this, 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 or this, because they were a collective unit. Now it's a bunch of individuals, and yeah, there's a general purpose, but there's no plan because no one's going to go, you know, give themselves up for, for somebody else, and I think that's the main issue. And, and we know that if, if we bring out a gun, we're, we're going to die. But I'm going to say this real quick. Oh, I was going to say ahead. this real quick. I'm going to say this real quick, and then I'm going to shut up, but which what you said about not wanting to be the first and people are being selfish. Honestly, that's the reason why we still have coronavirus here in America. I'm not going to jump into the, 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 the politics and the nature of who started it, where it came from, whatever, who cares. But when it first happened and it first came out, the charge was, look, stay home, only go out for essentials. What did you have happen? Fuck that. I'm not staying in my house. You can't tell me what to do. My constitutional right says A, B, C, D. I'm going to go to Walmart. Yep. Now you have we reached, what, 100,000 deaths or something, like over a million cases. Meanwhile, the countries that sat still and they're like, look, I'm going to forego going to Walmart unless I absolutely need milk, or I'm going to sit, we're going to go one person and they're going to get everybody's stuff, and they're going to drop it on people's door. Those countries open back up. Meanwhile, here we are in the middle of summer where we could all be at the beach, we could all be, you know, winding down, doing day party and doing what we're doing, but we still technically supposed to be in the house, but we're just entering phase one in some places. And even in some cities, we're not in phase one. But go ahead. I was going to say that's the problem with what, that's a problem that we face when we do pro protests, riots, whatever you call it. We don't seek change because we're fearful. Fear does not create change. And that's the problem. We're so fearful, oh, we might get shot, but nobody wants to think, oh, I might get shot even if I don't have my gun. Okay. I mean, like, either way it goes, it's a 50-50 chance that you will or will not in the first place. So why not be able to protect yourself and have a front line of people to be able to do it? I think that people need to start planning more and that's the main ingredient. You have to have a plan. Definitely Somebody that. said today that um, burn the plantation down. I said, why burn the plantation down and not just take out the people in the house? If you take out the people in the house, you got the house and the plantation. Oh, well, I'm gonna, well, 
they killed people on this plantation. I don't want the memory of that, this kind of third. I said, what about if you do that, it avenge it it avenges their deaths. You took over the you took over where they died and you're basically making it something re rebranding it to something of your own. At that point, oh, well, we built the house. We can just build another one. Well, you're not going to have a house to, you're not going to have any protection if you're not, if you trying to, oh, let me run it back. If you're trying to build a house without having shelter already, it's, it's not going to work. How are you going to build a house from nothing? You're going to leave everything you had and just be out there go take over the go burn down the other plantation okay but what about the people if you take over the house nine times out of ten there's aren't they're armed in the house they have resources that you can use protection for your women and children but yet you want to burn down the plantation that's not the it's about having a plan when you burn down the plantation what's next they gonna come out and shoot you but if you plan to go in there and kill the people in the house, it's going to be a few casualties, but I, I guarantee it's more niggas than it is people in the house. Mm-hmm. So at that point, which way, which direction are you going? You, you burning down the plantation without a plan or are you going to kill the people in the house? Those are the people that are getting. You get what I'm saying, and I'm yeah, not. I, trying to right, say, right, right. No, no, I, no, I, 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 I no, we, totally agree. I have no disagreement. Like, but I, I don't. I, have, I agree with you. I, I see the analogy. I, yeah, I no, I, 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 I get, I get analogy. It, it's, it's, it's go, it's go over there and you know take take out the people who are causing the issue and use the resources for something better. That that that's the analogy, and I wholeheartedly agree with that. But in every movement, there has to be. A sacrifice. Like if if you look at every uprising, rebellion, protest from from the Haitian Revolution, which is my one of my favorites, to Nat Turner, to the Civil War, to this country um, existing. This this country existing, there has there there's always been the civil rights, there's always been a sacrifice. And and it takes someone emboldened and, and brazen enough to say, look, like I'm willing to fall on the sword so that Celine's children's children don't go through what we went through or what we're going through right now. And to my knowledge, I don't see too many people, and I could be missing some, that are willing to, like, you know what? I got my life insurance. I got my generational wealth set up. I'm willing to fall off so that, so that these babies, this next generation that could spark and be the mind to do something great, has a, has a fair shot at doing it because right now, they don't, but that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother rabbit hole to go down. But to, to the point is that we don't see too many people willing to fall on the sword for the greater good of everyone else. Right, right, right. Uh, um, um, okay, so I would like to, um, unless anybody has anything else. Oh, oh, I do have one quick thing. One quick thing though, like with, with our protests and, and with the protests and the riots, there's been, there's been a lot of people out there that are like using this opportunity since there's a lot of people out there to hijack our movement and make it something that it's not. 
and you can visibly see those people in every video online. You can literally pick them out. Like the regular protester is coming, like you said, they got t-shirts, they got shorts on, they got tennis, comfortable tennis shoes and a water bottle. Like, yo fam, you finna run out of water. However, <laughs> them other cats, them other cats, they out the there masked up, hoodie pulled down, they got on goggles or they got on a full face mask. You know what I'm saying? Like they are prepared, they got a backpack full of whatever, like tools, you know what I'm saying? So they can break into stuff. They got, some of them do have guns on them, you know, and, and it's like, they're not, they're not part of our movement at all. But they're using this opportunity to so, um, so create uh, chaos and cause mass disruption. And now everyone's looking at us saying, oh my God, you thugs are looting and blah, blah, blah. Every time I've seen a building getting bust open, it wasn't black people. Like the initial start, the initial start, the initial start, like the person that started was not a black person. They come in, they start it, they leave really fast. They're gone, they're gone. They're in and out of the camera in 30 to 90 seconds, every time, 30 to 90 seconds. They pop it off, they leave. And then all of a sudden other people are like, yeah, yeah, and they jump in. You know what I'm saying? They incite other people to jump in and then all of a sudden they have this mass rush mass, uh, excuse me, rush of people. And then all of a sudden you see even more people leave. Like, like they're that organized and then they'll, they'll dip off and they go to the next thing. And now all you're left with is regular people, regular protesters that, you know, normally wouldn't do nothing. They're out there now looting, taking everything, you know what I'm saying? Go, running into Walgreens with no mask on. I'm like, oh, y'all going to jail. Like, I'm like, I, I've never seen some stuff that stupid. I was watching this man's live for like an hour. I'm like, you, the lights are still on in there. The cameras is rolling. You going to jail. Like, they gonna take their time going through this footage one by one. All y'all going to jail. Look, I was uh, watching a news channel last night and they were talking about that liquor store. I don't know if any of y'all has seen it. And when I tell you, it was literally people coming out with cases of beer, liquor, no mask on, drinking in front of the store. They managed to get the damn safe out of the store, rolling it out. Like, it, it, a liquor store at this point. But besides all of that, it's just, I think we can all agree that Protesting without a plan just ain't it. Um, looting just ain't it. And that something needs to give in order for these protests slash riots to work for or in our favor. Um, other than that, I mean, you said we are you said thugs and we're called thugs and stuff let me ask you this real quick don't you think when you hear thugs are do you automatically assume that somebody is talking about a black person um due due to the 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 context and the histor the historical nature of it when people when people just jump out there and they say it like that, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say yes every time because when you have 
after basketball, after baseball games, hockey games and stuff, people go out there like, um, what was that? Their football coach got fired or whatever because he was a sexual predator and they went and destroyed everything in Kansas. I'm like, what's going on? And they weren't even called that. They were called, um, I think they said those people were, um, they were upset. You know, they're, they're frustrated. Frustrated youths take out, like the headline I was reading, I'm like, no, what what happened to thugs? These people are pushing down light poles, okay? Like, mm-hmm. I've, I've never seen people like, climb up to the top of a building, get the, get to the sign, and kick the letters over. Like, I'm like, what is going on? Like, this don't even have nothing to do with it. This is way out your way. Like, if you're just going to break in the building, cool. But, like, they just for mass destruction. They burned out everything, flipped over buses, you know what I'm saying, burned cars, all of that. And and for what? For they, That was for literally nothing. That was for literally nothing. A baseball team losing a game is worthless. Okay, so my point stem from when somebody says thugs, don't you think it's kind of sad that Black people automatically place ourselves in that category because of what other people have stereotypically said? Me, personally, when I've seen, like, let's uh pull up the statement of trump he said these thugs uh the 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 looting if you continue looting um oh i i got i got that i got that on standby i got that saved in my image yeah hold on i'll read i'll read it right off to you all right so here we go here we go full quote full quote uh i can't stand back and watch this happen to the great american city of minneapolis a total lack of leadership, either a very weak radical left mayor, I don't know why that has anything to do with anything, Jacob Frey, get his act together and bring the city under control, or I will send the National Guard and get the job done right. These thugs are dishonoring the memory of George Floyd, and I won't let it happen. Just spoke to Governor Tim Waltz and told him that the military is with him all the way. Any difficulty, and we will assume control, but when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Thank you. Okay, so. Mm-hmm. I like this transition, by the way. Now, now look, look here, look here, look here. From a standpoint of, do you not think that the mayor should put reins on what is going on in his city? Because in the end, he is the mayor. Y- yes, but at the same time, the stuff happened so fast and things well, went left so fast. But the, like the it issue. was it would be on it was beyond a normal means to control it. He put the police out there, but the police weren't ready for that. They no, weren't ready. It, it, no, it wasn't even that, but the, 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 the issue is though, is that for a lot of things, there is so much red tape. Because when when your mayor is outside of actually questioning why isn't why wasn't he arrested yet, the police officer arrested yet. And that's because there's so much red tape. So it shows that, yeah, the mayor, he can say, I want this. And, and we see it in the military a lot of times. It's like, Colonel Levin's like, I want this to happen. But it has to go through how many different things before it actually happens. And I, and I think that's the main issue. And um, with that, so it's like, yeah, he's the mayor. He can say what he wants to do. But then, and also police officers, they have so much protection rights too, that you have to do everything 
the the exact way. Be, um, so it's like he can't really snap his fingers and say, "Hey, let's solve this right now." And that's part of the issue. And that's moving forward. So that's what that's there's certain things I want to do for topic three. That there's things that need to change or other things that need to, need to be put in place to avoid right. situations like this. So right, I'm gonna go. Oh, so, sorry, no, so I'm gonna go back and Selena, I'm gonna answer your question. When you, when I see the word thugs, um, and unfortunately due to the conditioning the media has on, you know, myself, which I'm slowly breaking out of, um, and a lot of other black people, when I hear, when I see the word thugs, I do instantly think of a black person, specifically African-American male, because these are the terms that are used to generalize us in a media that is widely controlled by, let's be frank, white people. But um, it's funny when you, brought, when you brought that question up and then you brought up um, the instances of, of the, the burning and the looting and then the, the Donald Trump uh, tweet. Um, I instantly, from last night, from when I was watching the TV, I instantly remember two things and they both involved white people. The first instance was, when, I don't know if anybody saw when they looted the Target and it's become a gift now, people made jokes about it. Yeah, was, the white was the white girl with the lambs running out of Target. Like she didn't touch shit else. She went over to the lambs, grabbed it, and she scurried out of she scurried out of Target real quick. And then you see the camera pan on her, then you see it pan back, and then it's just a, a bunch of black people and they're just walking back and forth in the store. And I don't know what happened after that because the cutout. Then the second instance was in Atlanta at the CNN Center, um, which I tuned in like almost from its inception. And there's just this white guy. And he's literally has a skateboard and he's literally bashing the windows and breaks them at the CNN center. And then out of nowhere, you see a firecracker blows up in everyone's face. Then they hit the tear gas. Both, both instances involve white people. And it's funny that you asked that question. And then those two instances in my memory stick out the most prominent one, because it's hilarious as shit. And the other one is because, when we talk about these provocateurs or, you know, these people coming in from out of state um, and not even to go back to the looting or, or these thugs that Donald Trump talk about, I mainly see white people inciting this stuff. And even if you want to go to Twitter or social media, they've already outed that some of the people that are starting these problems in Minnesota or in Minneapolis were police officers or undercovers. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. <laughs> and that's another thing. My so so basically it comes down to my point. Referencing thugs and knowing that it was not just solely black people out there, that it was what I've seen, mainly white people. I've seen Mexican, Asian, white, and black. What if if that's not you get what I'm saying? You think put it like this he said when the looting starts the shooting starts so they just targeting black people or are they targeting what, see, everybody I, now now that whole quote hold on i, I got come some out of yeah 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 go go let's get into it that phrase that phrase that phrase is why is why it instantly made thugs associated with black people Again, because that phrase, the quote, when the looting starts and the shooting starts, originated by a racist white Miami police chief named Walter Heatley. You can look at it's Google. You can Google it. Who targeted black people in 1967 ahead of the Republican convention? Donald Trump used the same line. 
The same, oh. that's the same exact quoting. Yeah, but I'll. Exactly, but the thing so is, so everybody can see that it's just not black people, though. No, but I, I everybody Factuals come from that the fact the fact is that there were not only black people stealing from those stores. See, just like I said with the liquor store incident, it wasn't just black people. But I think the 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 term they're using thugs is because it, it, it it's a you know it's a black people connotation. Whether it's whether in rap songs it's a good thing or in the media it's a bad thing. So, but the issue is they're trying to divide it. And like I said, they're trying to isolate it. So they divide it. So now they're saying, you know, cause honestly, beyond a black person issue, this whole thing, it's a humanity issue. No man should have to go through that. So, and, and in fact, they're saying, oh, so that's where people are reaching back. So yeah, people are trying to justify, you know, the use of force. Yeah, people are trying to justify, oh, the procedure of why he wasn't arrested right away. And the thing is, to, and they're trying to say, oh, they're trying to justify it. So then it's not a white person problem. It's not a, you know, it's not a Hispanic problem. It's only a black person problem. So they're dividing everything. So they're, they're telling everybody else, stay inside. This is what happened to you. It's only a black person problem. And I think, so that's where the use of thug, it's, it's, it's used on purpose. It's used to divide it to say, hey, so, so now instead of affecting all the minorities, which is I think right now it's 55%, um, you know, because I think because the white population in the United States is 45%. We're, we're gonna scale it back to the 15% of only black people. So, so this only affects 15% of people and they're using it just to alienate and divide. And, right. th and that's what we're talking about earlier too, because like moving forward with the, even with the protests, a lot of stuff, it's not gonna get better until we include all races and say, hey, you know, it's this, no matter what you are, you could, and people have said it, no matter what, who you are, you know that this is wrong we need to fix this because and because it's not going to stop with just you because you know because soon if things change or you know, you have a black cop in power he might do the same thing and now and now it's a white child on there too and i'm not saying it's going to happen but we need to show that this this can affect you and this is why you need to protest with us but i, I think they use the term thugs and anything they could use to divide the people and so and and that's why kind of like when people combat black lives matter with oh you know all, all lives should matter. matter, and then, yeah, all lives do matter. But but and, and, we're, and, and we're not your black lives matter. It doesn't detract from that. But this is why. But we're putting this up to it now because soon it's because this could affect your life. But even but yeah, I mean, but we've seen okay. So to jump on two to, to jump on two points. First thing, Donald Trump and his whole administration are the biggest plagiarizers in history, and not to jump to to his whole election, but. We all know his wife stole um, Auntie Michelle's uh, yeah. uh, speech from the Democratic National Convention. So that's one. Then we I'm also mad at her, though. What do we expect yeah. from her anyway? I'm not mad at her. She found some good work. She's and and then and the thing is, you know, she, she owned it. She owned it. She's like she's a role model to me. She does like that too. So she owned it. She wasn't like when Donald steals something. He's like, no, I didn't. He wasn't do that. like. Yeah, yeah but you know they say they say Im imitation is a great. But um, so that's one. And then two. As far as rhetoric, Donald Trump, his whole "Make America Great" that's on the hat was a campaign slogan that was once used by Ronald Reagan, who, as we all know, started the war on drug, the war on drugs, and all, all these divisive things that happened in the '80s with the three strikes law and and, and, and felonies and, and just say no, crack is whack, and all the other bullshit yeah. that happened in the '80s. Um, in life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we could be here. Wait, we could what be here what you said? Red, red, red ribbon day. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Ooh, boy. Damn, I hate that shit. Um, oh, man. But, okay. <laughs> but, 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 so, the fact that Donald Trump stole this quote from someone who, uh, I don't know this white Miami mayor, but I'm assuming he was a racist. They said he was a racist. So yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. He, he's straight um, up. He's straight up with, bro. Straight, straight up racist. So, straight it's not unfamiliar. It's not unfamiliar and, and not really off base for someone like Donald Trump, who we all know should be mentally clinicalized or also in jail for rape, but another topic. So it doesn't surprise me that he stole those words. But um, to the second point of like with these movements and, and, and Black Lives Matter, and that has to mean a lot for all people. The problem with fundamentally discussing these issues and, and associations with white people is that white people don't wanna be uncomfortable talking about yes. race. They don't wanna be uncomfortable with talking about bigotry with police brutality. That's why you have this bullshit of all lives matter, which I mean, yeah, they do, but we're talking about the black ones right now in this moment. Mm -hmm. And then of course you have the other bullshit farce of blue lives. What the fuck is a blue life? What blue people are there? Like mm -hmm. the Smurfs are a cartoon, my nigga. Like, what are we talking about? Hey, that um, cat tried to kill them all. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> At but, this point, but, I was think they talking about Avatar. I don't know. Oh, hey, damn. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, Make me feel old now. Oh, shit. Yeah, but in a scheme of like, what are we really, what, what are these things talking about? And, and going back to uh, on, on track real quick, white people have to want to talk about shit on their own terms. And that shit bothers me to my core and why I no longer really engage with white people about race and about issues because no matter what we do as a people, and y'all can agree or disagree, it's never going to deeply impact them until they get put in the exact same situations, the exact same oppression exactly. that we have for the last 400 some odd years that's still continuing. White people don't have to worry about, like I told, I told a white friend of mine, I'm like, look, bro, I've been scared of coronavirus, not because of coronavirus, but because now, before the weather broke, I'm walking into a store with a black hoodie on and a fucking mask on. You can't identify me from 10,000 other people. Now I have to worry about A, not catching a fucking deadly virus by somebody coughing or spitting on me or some stupid ass white woman who won't wear a mask, but also B, by a trigger happy security guard who might say, oh, I don't think you paid for that pack of gum or that Skittle in those Arizona, so show me your hand, don't move too fast, oh shit, I fear for my life and I'm gonna shoot you. And so these things and these situations, until white people are put in these uncomfortable and uncompromising and oppressive situations, they won't understand what it's like to face the same issues that we as minorities have faced. Yes. Um, and I, I, I would like to add, though, because, because, as you stated, the population is shifting where now the minorities are at 55% of the population and they're at 45. And it's constantly, they said by 2050, it's, they're going to be a legit minority. That, I think there's, there's elements of them that are horrified of that. They are scared of being us. because They, they, they are, but I, they're not worried because even though, because cause the one thing I was saying, coming from, from a mixed family, and my dad says it, and, and he hates it, that white people stick together. And unfortunately... <laughs> That's the, that's the issue, and maybe maybe we need to do that, and that's where we need to be more inclusive, and maybe reach out to other minorities as well too. But but there, I feel like there's also a divide within the different minorities because yeah, they're not the majority of people, but they're still forty five percent of white people, and they stick together, and that's something that we don't do. And you know, like KJ was saying, until they're put in that situation, you know, and and I think 
I think they're they're afraid of us coming together, which is why they put things to divide us and they say Hispanics versus black people, you know, and it's even dumb, Japanese versus Chinese, you know, Asians for you know versus Korean, you know, you know, and it's they have Koreans over there versus everybody else because if they can fracture us there, we can't come together and say, hey, guess what? We we can make a change. And that's why in you know in the LA area, they moved out of LA to go to Valencia and move out of there so they could congregate and be together. Yep. I made a point of I literally stated on Facebook today stop trying to get racist white people to like you stop trying to get ra racist white people to understand you stop trying to get racist white people to approve of you you don't need racist white people exactly and i made that point because w that's okay i'll put it at this standpoint just like on some things i can't change your mind on and some things you can't change my mind on don't try to convince a white racist to like black people. Just don't. Let them live and let live. And make sure that your black household is taken care of and that they know what they need to do in order to be a part of the community so we can become a unit. I mean, at this point, we've been trying to get them to like Ooh, we've been trying to get them to like us for 400 years why keep trying to get them to like us hell I, I don't i don't care if a white person like me or not but what i do care about is if my sons walk out this door as they get older how they're going to shape themselves in this world how they're going to make a change in this world it's uh my my boyfriend always says it starts with yourself and see yourself as a pebble when you throw a pebble when you throw a pebble into oh sorry when you throw a pebble into a pond it makes a ripple effect mm -hmm. be that pebble and make a ripple effect and teach you you and yours just teach you and yours to do the same so that way now you got five people that know what's going on when they get around their friends they know what's going on and so on and so forth but like he, like he said we don't unify ourselves and that's the main problem because unity will create fear in the government yeah between I, black people yeah and i i definitely feel that and um I've been growing up, I, I don't want to go too far off, off subject because and I'm, I've noticed it um, in the Hispanic community and in the black community. When someone is actually bettering themselves, it's looked down upon and mm -hmm. I cannot fathom why. Um, because I saw, I didn't have the issue with it so much because of where I grew up and everything and then my dad being white. So I was actually like in a good area, but my cousin and his friends, because I lived out in Palmdale and um, so like his friends, you know, they like me and everything because I was me, but I wasn't as close close to them. But as soon as my cousin, he decided to join the military, he went to college, he was doing these things to better himself. Um, they were dogging him like the whole time. Like, why are you getting money? Why are you, you know, why are you wearing clothes that fit? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Oh, That's you like one of them white boys now. Yeah, it, exactly. Yeah, it, exactly. And I think we we need to stop doing that as well. And I don't speak for the two communities, the Hispanic community and the, and the black community, because those are the ones I'm most ingrained with and I've seen it on the inside. But I think we need to stop attacking each other. And like, like, like we all said, unity. 
And that's what, you know, that's what white people fear. That's what the government feels. I shouldn't say what all white people. That's what people in power who don't want to give it up. That's what they fear. Absolutely. And that's and why I'm, they have the, the good old white club and everything too. And as long as it's, and that's the thing, if we're attacking each other, you know, they, 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 don't, they don't need to have, they don't need to attack you if you're, you know, you're going into government and everything. Cause I'm attacking you saying, why are you doing that? Cause if I can persuade you not to do it, you know, then they don't need to say, Hey, you can't do it. And it's less energy for that. Yep. Yep. And then yep. they, they definitely, they definitely give each other blind loyalty, like to a fault, to a fault. They don't, they don't give up on a person to like, it's like the last straw. They're like, Oh man, like there's nothing we can do for them. Okay. We're going to have to, we're going to have to get rid of them for the sake of yeah. the group. Like that's the only time they'll get rid of somebody. It's yeah. for the sake of the whole. That's when, it. when it's on a camera and they're kneeling on someone's back. <laughs> yeah. Because it's because I found out this guy had 18 complaints against him before. He was involved in two other shootings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Killed and so, other but, people. Yes. But, 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 now, but now it's on camera. Oh, we'll fire him now. <laughs> yeah. So um, to touch on that, um, so I'm going to go back to, to the unity thing. Um, I love having a notepad. I've been taking hella notes because um, I don't want to cut anybody off. But um, the one the one quote that stuck out to me um, as far as with the unity thing and with the good old boy network and the systems that we talk about, um, Carter G. Woodson once said, if you control a man's mind, you need not worry about his actions. And really, you know, that speaks to, you know, us really not unifying. But then even going back a step further, um, the first thing is that um, I think Celine had brought it up is that, you know, white women, when she brought up white people sticking together, um, and we saw this with the last election, white people will always do what's in the best interest for white people. Specifically, white women will always do in the best interest of white women. That's why 53% of them voted for Donald Trump. Why? I don't fucking know. I can't fathom it, but I assume it has something to do with Hillary Rodham Clinton must have talked about something positive for minorities and African-Americans. And Karen's and Becky's of the world said, you know what? This motherfucker might grab me by the pussy, but goddammit, I won't be a nigga. I don't know what happened, but I'm assuming it was something along those lines that scared white soccer mom minivan driving suburbia that they all got together and decided to vote for this asshole. But um, going it was an F.U. vote. Say what now? It was an F.U. vote. It was an F.U. vote back to the government because think about it. Mm-hmm. Just like I mean, mind you, just like we tired of the government shit, white people tired of the government shit too. Well, I, but, the, but it wasn't even it wasn't even the government shit. But I I didn't know back to what KJ was saying too. I know women who didn't vote for Hillary because they didn't want her representing to be to be the first woman president. So I'm like, and I'm like, that's fucking. Stupid. Stupid. Sorry, excuse my language. It's like, so you want to compromise your rights because this person, you're afraid this person's going to represent you. So you want someone that's going to make it, you know. But go on, KJ. I don't want to cut you off. No, 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 no. You're good. Because it it provides context. Everybody's good. But um, yeah, I've heard those reasons and those sentiments. But I think speaking of staying on that line, a lot of people, like you said, a fuck you vote to the government. A lot of people when Obama got in office, they literally conspired in a bar, all the, 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 the Republican senators and um, the House members said, look, whatever this, whatever this nigga d- decides to do or, or votes on, we're not going to pass it. His entire eight years in office, they got together the night he won and decided on that. 
And so when she says it's a fuck you vote, I, I wholeheartedly agree because yep. it's like for eight years, we as white soccer mom, minivan driving suburbia, had to sit up there and look at this coon and his, his angry black woman of a wife in office and we're fed up. And we're not going to put some, oh, this is a well-to-do, you know, white woman who couldn't even give her husband a blowjob or whatever the case may be in office. So we're just going to vote for this guy because he wants to build a wall to keep out Mexicans that never got built. He wants to <laughs> <laughs> deport, the, he wants to deport people and illegals that shouldn't be here. And this is what done. you, which he hasn't done. And this is what you get. Um, but going, but going back on the rails, and talking about black black people sticking together, um, I've said this numerous times, and a lot of people disagree with me. But I think desegregation was the worst thing to happen to African Americans. And you preaching now? And, and I think desegregation was the worst thing to happen to African Americans. And everybody was like, "No, well, we we got to integrate with white people, and our kids got to go to school in the suburbs, and we got resources." And I, and I had to and I had to sit back and think, like, bro. Everyone knows about 1921, you know, Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma. But do you know about the Black Wall Street in Greensboro, North Carolina? Do you know about the Black Wall Street that was in Atlanta, Georgia? Do you know about the one that was in um, Jacksonville, Florida? It, it was a few other. There was yeah. more than one Black Wall Street. But the problem with it was white people got fucking jealous because we were becoming doctors, lawyers. We were going to, at the time, some of the best institutions right. in the country, yeah. the Fisk. The, the Howards, the, the Spellhouses, the Meharry Medical Colleges, the who's who's of HBCUs, and coming out and becoming lawyers and building ecosystems within our own community where we didn't need them unless it was to ride the bus, which we success, excuse me, successfully boycotted to get to work as we pulled together and we rode in cars and we all walked, whether it was to, sorry, I, my dog is on the blind, um, whether it <laughs> Hey, bro, chill out. Um, whether it was to um, ride the buses, whether it was to, um, um, I'm trying to remember. Um, oh, March for Equal Voting Rights Across the Bridge to Selma. Um, we came together for all of these different things. And so in this fighting, people forgot that we weren't demanding to just stay separate. We were also demanding to be equal. Exactly. And that was the problem. White people refused to say, hey, I'll let you have your space and, get, and make it equal because they knew that we far outpaced them in every fucking thing that we do. And I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole of talking about being educated and how it goes back to Kemet and how they stole all our shit from Africa and, 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 and Europe and all that shit. We all know the history behind that. But white people, like you said, I think, Alan, you said it, white people were so afraid that if they give us a foot up or the system gives us a foot up, We'll take that bitch and run off on a mile and we'll far outpace it. Mm -hmm. Well, I think with that being said, we maybe can move on to the next subject. Let's do it. <laughs> but, but I, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I think that was a nice ending. I don't know. No, he's preached. No, next subject. You're done, Byron. It wasn't even there, you know, but we got there. Well, I, I, I think that was, that, that was actually a that was actually, it's actually a good segue because that was actually two and three, honestly, because that was possible plans of, of actually to move forward. And honestly, it's unity. So we could go more yeah. onto that yeah, about yeah. how to move forward. But because that was like the bridge to three. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, 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 and KJ's just, man, Moses over there paving everything, just like, oh, make me look bad. 
No, nah, that's no, nah, that's a Selena over there. She's the moderator. All right, can we move the song? Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, that that was a that was a good set. Like, cause I I I I, I, I said I'd like um anyway. So possible possible plans of action moving forward. So to move forward. So what 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 would what would what would you all like to see happen? I know me. Immediately or down the road? Both, both, both. We got we gotta not just long term. We gotta have short term and long term plans. Like like you're planning out your own life. Like this is how you gotta plan it out. Like you got short term goals, you got long term goals. Long term goal, like oh man, you know what I'm saying? I wanna I wanna own this business. Well, your short term goal gotta be I gotta save up enough to buy the you know what I'm saying to be able to buy the licensing. You know what I'm saying? You you have to you have to start somewhere. So you gotta have your start point mapped out and you gotta work all the way up to your end point. You know, you ain't gotta have like everything cookie cutter, you know what I'm saying? Because things are gonna happen to you and you have to be able to adjust and be flexible. But at the same time, we don't have, I don't see where there's an end goal. Like what, like hard end goal. Like everyone's, each person is, oh, well, I want to see this happen, I wanna support this. And I want to see this happen, and I want to support this. But we're not all together. Like we need to go this, 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 and this. Because if you line them up, some of them are dominoes. Because if you conquer this one, it'll knock the next two over. And then you don't have to work on those other two. You can just move on to the next thing. You know, you can just move on to the next thing. Um, and uh, yeah, I just think, I just think, um, like we spend. I would like to say, like, in going forward, like, we have to stop spending so much time fighting rights, writing, fighting for rights for other people, because it doesn't affect us. It doesn't affect us. Like, it, it's gonna sound crazy. Somebody, somebody's gonna get mad once I upload this. But femi feminism, feminism, like, feminism and gay rights, they don't help us. They don't. They don't. At the end of the day, they don't help us. It, it, it is for it is for the white people in those categories. They don't help us. They don't help us because at the end of the day, you're still black first. That's the first thing they see. They don't even ask you if you're gay. They don't even care if you're a woman. You are. You, black. you know what? You know how? You know how Obama had a change of heart in the second election about LGBTQ. Mm -hmm. It was because they backed him. It always comes down to who is backing who, and that means money at the end of the day. Because mm -hmm. Obama was not for LGBTQ at first, when he first ran. But he said he had a change of heart on his second term because they backed him financially. I sorry. Oh, go ahead, right. Alan. Go ahead, bro. No, go ahead, bro. Oh, I, I think I, I can't say don't fight for other people's rights, but I Five will. for hours first. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, don't yeah. You, you can't put our rights <laughs> on the back burner to help someone else. But I think also making those connections, because unfortunately, and it's it's unfair. And I totally, you know, dis I disagree with it wholeheartedly. We have to work 
on getting rid of the negative connotation and stereotype, which it one we didn't put it on ourselves, so you know we should have to remove it. But unfortunately, that's the world that's the world that that, that we live in, and I. I <laughs> don't know how to get there right away. I mean, there's, there's some things here or there um, that kind of goes through goes through education because I, like like what Byron said, unfortunately they see us as a black person first. And I was actually talking to it with my girlfriend today, and with with my and because and I've seen it, and my dad sees it, sees it firsthand. Like right now, I'm wearing a t-shirt and some shorts, right? And my dad, my dad just like a bum all the time when he goes outside until until he's going somewhere nice. He can go outside and people see him, and before they even think, oh, is he white trash, trailer park trash, anything like that, too, they'll talk to him and get to know him. With me, they see me and it's like, oh, he's that nigger over there, you know, in the lawn, not, not dressed up, doing nothing, probably not working, like, like, you know, living off his wife, and, you know, and that's what they, that's what they think. I, I don't get that opportunity to say, hey, how, like, who are you? What do you do? How are you, Alan? You know, and that goes into what Byron was saying about that, uh, and everybody's saying about the rights too. Like we're we're black first, and so so somehow we have to kind of get make it so people actually see us as people instead of black people first. They're like, no, we're not black, we're people, and maybe after that they'll treat us with respect and be like, okay, he, he's black. But you know, but that's the thing. Just like I said. Stop trying to get people to like you. No, respect no, you. Look, no, no. It, 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 it's, not, to, it's not about. It's not about getting people to respect me or, or like me. Because because I, I said I could give a damn about right. who likes me. But the thing is, we have to teach our kids. When you get pulled over by a cop, this is what you have to do. And exactly. that should. And exactly. no, and the thing is that that shouldn't be the case. So I'm not saying trying to get people to like me or, or respect me or anything. I was like, hey. He's a person first, and like we said, like we said, with the with the pebbles, yeah. we'll, make, we'll make a ripple effect. So then people see, everybody sees that. Hey, there are people. There, there are there, there are people first. You know, but that's so, the thing. It's to me, it's not going to. To me, it's like this. This George Floyd, not the first person George for George Floyd. Unfortunately, is not going to be the last person that gets killed by a white by a white cop. So my thing is, forget trying to, let's say, change people's mind on seeing that just because we're, we're also Black, but we're also human. To me, at this point, years and years and years later, we've tried, we've tried that approach as far as we are human, we are a person too. At this point, Teach your child what they need to do when they get pulled over, period. And I have, the, uh, I don't want to speak too soon on this, but l let's just put it out there. I have, today I was talking to somebody about uh, what if we had set up our own neighborhood watch in a sense to where we would be able to call somebody if we got pulled over so they can show up on our behalf to make sure that nothing happens and because at this point there's at this point we can clearly see when they <laughs> when that man was on the ground they did not see him as a human 
they're not he, that man will never see a black person as a human as you can see his previous record he got an agenda against black people apparently so my thing is convincing people is out convincing people is out because people want to think what they want to think the thing is what do we need to do in order to make sure our people are good so okay um real quick bro i have just one statement and katie you can you can run you can run with it <laughs> no go ahead bro we, we need we need to accumulate actual power like to actual hold people accountable we have no power we have nothing like at the end of the day realistically all, everyone's talking like all this like <clears throat> like people love to just talk all this like war and warrior talk and like we are kings and all this other stuff but i'm like we have no power you're a king mm -hmm. of what you're a queen of what like if you are royalty act like it get some power get some power and hold on to it you so, have to have you have to have politicians that are yours Forget a Democratic Party, forget a Republican Party. Why do we not have our own party at this point? Exactly. They've proven that they don't work for us. They've proven oh. it time and time again. We need our, our own. Anytime we have our own, we are very, very successful. It's historically proven. Every time we get our own stuff, it works great. It works without a hitch. It goes great. Everyone wins. Everyone wins. So in that situation, with what you said, we, that neighborhood watch, we need that. We need our own politicians. We need our own mayors. We need our own, like, we, we just need to, we need to go back. If we backtrack and we look at previous organizations that were already there, we just need to bring them back and make them 20th century, 21st century. We just need to make them nuanced to work in the now. Mm -hmm. um, so you can fire off. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, so I'm gonna I'm answer everything in, in order. So um, your first question, Byron, when you brought up the topic was what are, you know, what is our short term and long term goals? Um, one of the things I do agree with your point, we do need more representation. So that would be my long term goal. But in the interim, we need to have more dialogue. And I think I opened up our, our my whole segment by um, and maybe I didn't. But one of the things that I've been talking about on social media is that we need to have, when we talk about plans of actions and what are we gonna do after the, the protest, we need to have a viable plan of action. We need to have more dialogue <coughs> with people who will, um, who will or who are currently representing our interests. And, uh, and the reason why I say that is that we have so many people that looked at when Barack Obama won and they were so pissed off like, oh, Barack, Barack Obama ain't do shit for niggas. He ain't do nothing for me. In, in Detroit or in whatever major city was, you know, on the block. And then my response to that is that Barack Obama is a federal official. Donald Trump is a federal official. We're looking even now at Donald Trump, like, why the fuck you, this bitch ass nigga, he ain't doing shit for black people. He ain't doing shit for the country. He ain't do Donald Trump and Barack are, are federal officials. My next question to you would be is, what did you do in the midterm election? Who did you vote for? Did you look at the people that were running for your state legislators, your assemblymen and women? Even closer to that, did you look at the platform of your mayor? Did you look at the platform of your circuit judges? Did you look at the platform of your 
your city delegates or whatever the hell they're called in whatever town you live in? Did you look at their platforms and vote? You know, that, that Tuesday on that November that you got off where you decided to go drink, did you vote before you did all that? If the answer is no, you can't look for a federal official to make laws and changes and impact at the state and local level because that's not how civics works broken down to its fundamental core. That's why there's a difference between states' rights and federal rights. And people are so flabbergasted and they don't want to go into, oh, well, voting is rigged and all the other, man, spare me the bullshit. If you didn't vote, you can't say shit to me. I don't care. If you didn't vote, you didn't exercise your voice. So that's the first thing. The second thing, going into, um, going into um, you know, figuring out what's for, first and foremost for our people, um, I want to take you all back. Did everybody see Selma, the movie? Yeah. So did, you didn't see it? Did you see it, Celine? I, I didn't see the whole thing. I didn't watch the whole thing. <laughs> okay, so in Selma, so in Selma, there's a scene. <laughs> cool. So in Selma, there, there's a, so anyway, so to give people who didn't see Selma, um, in Selma, there's a scene um, before they did the first, um, before they did the first organized, not Bloody Sunday, but before they did the, uh, the first organized march to Selma to Montgomery, they were all sitting around someone's living room, and um, I forget the, uh, the gentleman's name. Um, his name escapes me in real life. But he sat down and he said, we need to figure out tactics and we need to figure out tangible things that we need to take back to President Johnson in the White House. And everybody in the room spit off, okay, this is what's important in voting rights. And this is what's important, this is what, this is the process. This is what we need to impact first. We know we need to go here. No, we need to go there. They sat and broke down voting rights as a large umbrella into tangible tactics and things they needed to attack in order to secure the overall goal. So for us, um, as a people, we need to break down, okay, first, what is our overall goal? Okay, equal rights, stopping police brutality. What does that look like from a, from a lower level scale broken down into pieces? A, we need to, to secure better training. B, we need to create a subcommittee um, that's, that's uh, tasked by citizens and probably one elected official for, to review police misconduct trials separate from internal, uh, internal affairs bureau of investigation. Then we need to enact more community policing. What does that look like? You can't be a police officer of a city you don't live in. These are our rules. D, if you do not adhere to, the, you know, to what we're laying out, we will not vote for you if you're the elected official that we put on this subcommittee. We need to break down the bigger picture and put it into smaller ones. Um, and then um, I wrote down, uh, we had went somewhere else. Oh, and then we, uh, I think uh, Celine brought up community policing um, and, bring, and being in our own neighborhood watch. I think that is one of the most crucial things that we need to have as a people. And it doesn't matter if you live in, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Going back to what we need to do and as far as, you know, um, going back real quick to, um, you know, what we need to do in order. I'm not going to sit up here and say that, you know, gay right, uh, rights for L the LGBTQIA community and, and, and rights for um, feminism, um, they don't matter. Because they absolutely do, because if that's who you identify with, then that's, what, that's who you identify with. I can only speak on behalf of being what's, well now what's called a cisgender African-American male or straight black male. But I will say that when you look at me first, you see a black man. Right. Now, whatever I subscribe to behind that is my business or is their business 
to talk about. But the first thing that we need to do, obviously, yes, is focus on African-Americans. But right. we need to organize. I, mean, I always, always laugh and joke about this. I'm like, man, could you imagine what would happen if Black people organize the same way the gays do? Like, could you imagine if every time somebody makes a racist comment or makes, you know, something stupid on TikTok saying the N-word, that their shit gets shut down and everything that they try to do behind that is power driven and shut down after that? Like, when somebody does something that, you know, the LGBTQIA community does it, they pounce on that person to say, this is not acceptable. We do it, but then it's like, oh, okay, so Kim Kardashian, not, to, not even to say, use her as an example, Kim Kardashian says something, wow, oh, we don't like that. Oh, three weeks later, Kim Kardashian donates to HBCU. Yeah, Kim K, I see you, you out here. I'm gonna watch the show and you're, 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 you got the new lipstick coming out. Oh, you free the black man. Yo, I'm your biggest fan. Like, no, like, we cannot let one, one wrong transgression be allowed based on one good deed to cover up that transgression. Um, and then I'm gonna jump off uh, the dialogue uh, real quick. And then my last thing, with community policing, we definitely do need to reopen a dialogue with the officers that are placed in our community. And that goes back to our tactical planning. We need to not necessarily have a say which officers come into our community, but we need to A, get rid of the stop snitching stigma. I fucking hate this shit to my core. We need to put, and somebody brought it to me the other day, we need to push more African-American men and women in our communities towards law enforcement. Like Alan said, like his friend joined the military. Like it's not a bad thing to go and join the military or to become a cop. You're not a sellout, you're not the fed, you're not a pig, whatever stereotype they put on you, we have to push our people to doing that. And then coming back and working in our community to best represent all of our interests. Because apparently, the motherfuckers they place off from white suburbia ain't doing a good job. Exactly. Right. Um, I, I do I do wanna I do wanna go back and just clarify one thing with what I said. When I when I say like we don't need to be like dealing with feminism and gay rights, it's because I I just I just fundamentally feel like it's just not it's not a black like it's it's a when when you're like what I've seen what I've seen so when you're like gay and black or whatever you you're suffering on two fronts and the main one is that you're black first you know and if you if you more identify with your gay that's fine and that's what you want to do but as far as the community as a whole like you're free to go do whatever you want at the community as a whole and then I, I don't like not care about those people and not want them to have equality and be treated well. Like that, that'd be crazy. That's nuts. Like it, it would be denying the very humanity that I'm demanding for our own selves. But what I'm saying is you have to, you have to, you have to, we have to look at ourselves first. Like I'm not going to go out and go, you know, go farm somebody else's land when my people are hungry. Like, no, I'm going to go farm my own land first. Mm -hmm. Why would I go farm your stuff? Why would I go, you know, uh, uh, uproot weeds over at your house for? Like, no, I have my you own. You can't build your house. You can't build your house if you instead of giving your bricks away. Exactly, exactly. Boom, there it is, there Boom. it is. Right there. <laughs> there it is. Right there, right there. But, but I, I, I do. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Real quick, um, but I do think that um, there, 
issues in the LGBTQ community because I have friends and I have family members that are in that community. And even a lot of female, uh, I don't say female, a lot of women or lady friends that subscribe to feminists and even womanist, um, which is more inclusive of black women, womenist theories. I do think that they need to be heard and they do need to be given equal rights, equal pay. Yeah. Um, but in the order of what we're talking about, how do we break down this big thing of what we all as a collective people want? It's hard for us to do that because we're all striving for different things. What's important to Celine might be different from what's important to Alan. What's different? What's important to Alan might be different from what's important to me. And I mean, that's what makes us unique. But also, that's what kind of sort of divides us as a people. And that's not—it's not a bad division because I'm not gonna say, "Oh, well, I need to fall in line with what Celine wants, and she needs to fall in line with what you want, Byron." But we have to come to a collective agreement that once we get what Celine wants, Celine is gonna push for us to get what Alan wants. Once Alan does that, they're both gonna come together and help me get me and go from there. And that's and that's my and that's my problem with them other with those other groups is because a, a vast majority of those people will be quiet during stuff like this. They'll be quiet. Like you won't hear from them. You won't see them. You won't hear from them and you don't see them. If they're not if they're not black or they don't have like black people that they know or they, they care you you won't hear from them. You won't see them. They're not, not pushing. directly affected. Yeah, they're not directly affected, so they're not pushing for us. Yet, you know what I'm saying? Yet, we're we're so compassionate and caring. We're out pushing their stuff, you know, pushing for them and and helping them win. Like, I I I gotta I gotta pull back. I gotta pull back from it. Like, I can't I can't. I'm not gonna I'm not going to get in your way. This is the best way I can say it. I'm not gonna get in your way, but I'm not going to be pushing you to get I, it. I think the best thing it's. We're not going to go, out, go out, out of the way to go push something for them, but if it comes in line to what we're doing, then then we'll then then we will do it. And it's like if if it's a, you know, and if it's like a blurb, you know, like if you have like to say win, something, win. like a win-win situation. No, 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 not even a win-win. It's like it's like saying it's like you know, hey, like, can you do this for me, right? And it's like if it's if I'm going out of my way, if I'm, if I'm going way out of my way and to stop me for what I'm doing. Then I'm sorry, I, I I can't I can't help you with that. But you know, if it's along the way, if it's simple, easy, like a simple letter, like you know, you know, a catch, like a byline, you know, that's not sending me out of my way, it's not gonna take away from yeah. what I need to do. Then then yeah, I, I could do that for you. I think we probably need to do more of that approach rather than let's drop what we're doing right now to go help you with this. And I think yeah. I think that's the main issue that 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 we have. Like if my bill is $50 and I got $500 and you asked me for $20, I can, if I want to, I can lend you $20. But if my bill is $50 and all I got is $50, you ain't getting $20. Exactly. Right. But at the end of the day, um, bringing back around our, well, I'll kind of reference this. Honestly, LGBTQ community has come together and they gonna do what they need to do. Black people, whether LGBTQ or not, sorry, excuse the noise in the background. Um, whether LGBTQ or not, black people in general just need to come together in order for us to get, get our agenda taken care of. Yes. Um, it's not going to 
happen if there's no sort of unity at all like we have to become a unit if we're not a unit it's pointless to have 10 different agendas when we can't even get one done they say don't spread yourself thin jack of all trades but master of none mm -hmm. don't right. sit there and have 10 different agendas going on at one time and you can't get one done because everybody's spreading themselves thin so i think of course it's not gonna happen bring it back to the short-term long-term goals it's not gonna happen tomorrow it's not gonna happen the next day but we can set something this is what we need to set for this year this is what we need to set for this six months this is what we need to set okay if we don't get this goal set within the next six months we can extend that two more months and so on and so forth but the simple fact of it all coming down to it is we need a plan and in order to make a plan we have to be a unit to make that plan um to me short-term goals would be becoming a unit that's the first and foremost thing that needs to happen regardless of what anybody else is saying we need to become one before we try to spread a message out we can't spread a message out if we are not on the same page on what the goal is which is to get black people to thrive again so the short-term goal is to unify which that comes from we need to get in contact with our churches we need to get in contact with our community leaders that we do have we need to get in contact with um hell the the corner store that we go to all the time whether they black or not um we need to get in contact with whoever is seen as a leader in each and every community and make sure that they come together to be able to spread what we need to happen in the black community long-term goals to me would be as i said before police and the police make sure that we can get something done in order to be able to when somebody getting pulled over be able you can you can put on your hazard lights before you even stop get to a place that you feel like let's say it's nighttime and you in the middle of the highway i don't know about y'all but i'm not stopping in the middle of the highway and it's dark with a police officer i'm gonna turn my hazard lights on and i'm gonna uh go to the nearest exit where i know people are at because ain't no telling what in the hell you about to do in the middle of the night that's just my no, that's, no, that's actually funny you say that. That's actually what I was taught. And, and that, that, that's the sad part about it, though, because it's what my mom taught me. And, and it's happened to me before. I've been pulled over and or, you know, pulled over on the highway. So I actually, I drove to, I, to the next exit and to the nearest gas station because I know the gas station has surveillance. And it's like the fact that we have to do that. So you so have to go to a place where there's a, a third party surveillance. And, and that's the thing. Sad. That's the thing. It's sad, but guess what? But it's a truth. Live to survive another day. Yeah. I'd rather live to survive another day than take the chance of not. I mean, hey, at the end of the day, if I walk away from this, mm -hmm. 
I, I beat somebody at something. But mm-hmm. lo- like I said, long-term goal is to uh, police the police, um, get programs together in order for us to learn how to defend ourselves, to be able to learn how to use our amendments and our rights that we do have to be able to eventually get to the point where we were as a black community as kj said why can't we get back to where we were Mm because we are worse than where we used to be we used to thrive because no it's it's because like we said we unfortunately now we attack each other yeah. And that's the problem. That's why I said short-term goal, unified. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess I'll answer the question now. So based on everybody said, um, sh- short-term goals definitely unify, um, spread awareness. Kind of like what KJ said. We right now we don't even need to get to leaders in the black community. We just think it's all leaders in in the community. Um, say hey, and you know, find out if they're with us, against us, and the more stakes we pull out, at least at least we know for future reference. Also, um, education. I really do think education for Black people is deemed not important. And I'm, I'm not even talking about, you don't need to get trade A's in school. Even trades, um, trades are a good thing, and, but knowing the process, kind of like what KJS said too, knowing about how elections work, who you're voting for, know, learn how to read a ballot, um, learn how to say, hey, um, what, what this person's agenda is and how, how it affects me. I think that uh, for a lot, of, a, lot, a lot of people, especially for me for a while, it was over my head. And once it's over your head and you feel like it's not necessary, you're never gonna do it. So then you, all you do is vote for, the, for, the, for your federal, like Obama didn't do shit for me. Well, it's like, what did your person delegate who you voted for to report to Obama, what did he, what did he do? Oh, I didn't vote for him. Well, that's why Obama didn't hear your plea. That's why Donald Trump's in office and he doesn't give a damn about, about what you want. That's why, you know, and people, they go back to Clinton and, and George W. Bush. That's why your directive area wasn't, you know, it, it didn't benefit you. Long-term, but it kind of goes upon everything. Um, I, I want a position to put more people in, in, in leadership positions. Mm-hmm. So to fill that one, because it's, it's twofold. One to actually make a change because then what what they grew up with what was important to to them will, will now be be on the ballots and changes could be made and then um and then it also shows that people you know people can get up there to do that and make a difference but I think if we put more of us in leadership positions that's when we can actually start seeing more changes which I really think that's what we need for for long term so then we are a part of the solution. We're not just preaching the solution and it doesn't really matter. Cause I think, cause I think that that is a huge, a huge, huge thing because um, I mean, I just read an article too, that the air force pretty much admitted that they're racist. Yeah. I read it and I went, you surprised? Yeah, no, but no, but so, but I guess, but the thing is, no, but think about it now, but you know, cause, cause we call him enlisted Jesus. Mm-hmm. He, he's in a, he's in a position of power now, you know, so now people are comfortable saying that this is an issue. Big people in airports are saying, Hey, this is an issue and we're working to fix it now. Or, and maybe not fix it, but at least it is out there. We're aware of the issue. So now, now we can say, now they can't say, we don't know because now big airports knows. And that that's part of a way 
to 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 create a solution because it's because now they can't hide they can't hide behind the fact that oh i didn't know this what's well, like no your leadership said it there's a whole report on it this is an issue and so um and that's also part of getting the people the right people in power to get us you know in and not even power just positions of leadership even if it's a mm -hmm. community community leadership you know you know senators governors um you know mayors congressmen you know and that's the thing chief of police in positions of leadership and then that could also go and it, it also trickles down back back to mentorship too so because i know a lot of things um young black men are not mentored mm -hmm. um and actually and that was the biggest thing i realized um when i got in the air force i had one mentor and i was like and it was like my my first supervisor and after that i was not mentored at all and it's a lot of times because no one connected with me because i was black and then it's and then but then it's it's kind of a weird effect because then I was a I was a mentor and then I realized there's black people coming to me wanting to get mentored and, and that'd be like oh oh shit so one I had to become a mentor yeah but, it, but then I, I didn't know but I didn't know what, what was expected of me either too so it kind of put it kind of put them but at least I was able to identify that but but there's no programs in effect to say hey guess what we want you to you know to grow to grow into a leader. And maybe we need to put it out there so it's like, hey, you're not just mentoring black people, you're mentoring everybody so people don't, people don't get their feelings hurt. Because that's the thing too. And now I feel like anytime you do something pro, you know, pro, pro, pro color, pro black, even pro minority, people get offended. And it's like, no, it's not about that. Hey, forget what people thinking. I got a name right now. Raising our black men. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Raising no, our black yeah, men. No. But, what but, they talking about. Yeah, no, but 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 exactly, and but that's the one thing I have noticed. You know, when I was in the South, when I was in LA, um, and mm -hmm. even with PCS when I was across the country in, in in the Air Force, that unfortunately, like you said, are there's no mentorship or anything for for young black men. So like, mm -hmm. unless you could dribble a ball, throw, you know, catch a pass, and unfortunately, and we need to wow. change that. Yeah, and I think that's the thing we need to change. Maybe that's what education could do to say hey these are all the career paths for you um it's not only if you could do x y or z you have the whole al alphabet at your disposal right bro. like bro you can go pick up a trade right now and make good money bro like yeah exactly. you gotta throw that stuff out there but and they, that's don't the know. Thing. they don't know like why can't we college, bro. petition like, to get it in the school instead. so i'm gonna I'm jump in i'm glad you said that so that's a perfect it's a perfect segue. So I actually, um, in lieu of joining a, a fraternity or sorority in undergrad, I joined a, um, an all-male mentor organization um, in undergrad. And that was one of the things that we pushed for is like, we, how I joined is that my freshman year, I was given a mentor the moment I stepped on campus at my HBCU. The day it was like, yo, bro, hit me. If you need to ride to the Walmart, yo, if we, we gonna drink, yo, we gonna party. Yo, hit me up, bro. I got you. And my mentor, who's now my organization brother, stuck with me all four years. And even after I got so when it came time, like, oh, do I want to pledge? Do I want to do this? I was like, no, I want to be a mentor. Um, and one of the biggest things we did is like, okay, well, we're mentoring here in our ecosystem and other organizations on campus, and there was one for women as well. Um, we're mentoring our ecosystem, but what are we doing for the kids in this community? Because I don't know if you notice that every HBCU other than maybe Howard is strategically placed in the ghetto mm -hmm. or right next to a ghetto yes, or a low income area. And so um, 
so for me, it's like, okay, I have to go and I have to, while I'm here in school, I have to give back to these kids because it's amazing that I pulled, you know, I used to drive a Ford Focus and these kids, oh, what you do, Mr. KJ? Do you rap? You play ball? Like, what do you, I'm like, no, bro, I'm in school and I go to work. And even now with coach, I coach football, looking at my kids and I'm like, bro, you can work at a university or you can work a trade. You can work, you can go to the Air Force, you can go become a barber and you can drive a, a, a Mustang. You don't have to be a rapper to have a nice car or have nice things in general. Exactly. And I'm so grateful that I have a regular career and, I, and I'm able to afford semi-nice things so I can go to my kids and show them that this came from going to college. I ain't in the league. I got hurt. I'm not, you know, I'm on nobody's TV. I'm, I'm not rich. I'm not famous. I got this because I went to school. I got a bachelor's degree. I got a master's degree. I did these things. And so I want you to follow in my footsteps. Yes. Um, but going back really, really quickly, going back to Celine's point um, about, you know, the movements and what we should prioritize in our short and long-term goals. Um, and she said earlier in the cat, uh, in order of the podcast where we got to stop seeking approval from people that don't give a fuck about us. And this is what happens when we give approval to people who don't give a fuck about us is that we let them come in because we want to hear what they got to say. We want to hear their viewpoints. We want to hear them hear our pain. And we want to lash out at them. And we want to hold one white person accountable for all, however many are in the USA and white people everywhere. And the first thing they do is when they get in is what Alan said, and they look out for other white people and say, hey, bro, look, I'm going to this white people, I mean, the Black Lives Matter movement. Hey, bring your All Lives Matter t-shirt. Then us as, as black people, we're so happy. Oh, this is my white ally. They come with All Lives Matter. CNN is like, oh, okay. Do I want to get a picture of these two black men, you know, one holding a Mexican flag because he might be part Hispanic and a Black Lives Matter flag? Or do I want to get the two white people out of all these black people, all lives matter? And I want to, do I want that to take up 30 seconds of airtime? Then when they you change tune the in, yeah, exactly. They change the narrative. And then when you tune in, you don't see Black Lives Matter, you see all lives matter. And then it feeds into social media. And then you get these, back, these backhanded races that can come and say, well, yeah. I'm not, I'm not racist because my two friends were at this and, oh, look, all lives matter. And now screenshots, now it's a meme. Now it's something that's spread and shared on social media and it, and, and it whitewashes away everything that the, the protest or that movement at the time stood for. And then we, we do need to organize more effectively. You know, we have, you know, we have a list of 10 things that we want to accomplish and we all each here laid out, you know, things that we believe in. They're all different from each other as expected. Now we need to figure out, even if it's amongst us, how do we put these things in, in order and, 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 and put it together? Mm -hmm. And we have to be selfless to say, look, okay, you know what, that education piece, I didn't think about that shit really is important because you can't spread awareness if you're not educated yourself on all the information. Even though I want to have more conversations, I can't have conversations uneducated Right. Because then all it is is spread misinformation. Exactly. Um, to the education, I want to tip off on Alan's view. Um, I definitely think a lot of it does start there. Just like they can teach trades, they can teach financial literacy, they can teach how to file taxes, they can teach how to be a business owner, they can teach what they can teach whatever that they can they can teach whatever we want them to teach if we 
present it and put it push it forward to be taught to our children because right mm -hmm. now education to our young is only emotional because when i was in school i was taught that i was black i was a slave and i was nothing more than that yeah slavery to civil but, rights exactly so what we need to do is make sure that our black children are getting taught correctly so they don't have the mindset of a slave because in the end at the end of the day the agenda to me for the public schools now is to get the kids at a young age to start with the slave mindset prison and school pipeline or so, the prison pipeline go ahead so it's like to me just like you said you get them by the mind first Mm -hmm. get them by the mind first so if they're told this from the time they're in kindergarten to the day they're out of high school for the past 12 13 years they've been getting told all they are is a slave all they are is a slave like that's all they were so what you think that means what how many of how many black kids are going to walk out and actually think that they can be more than that yep, or have cool. that have a better mentality than that mm -hmm. right when that's all they've been taught so mentorships education hell do we need to create our own school add that to the pot yeah. because at this point it seems like we need to create our own everything all over again they say we don't need to do segregation again. It's not about segregation. It's about taking care of our own. Well, I think what it's about. Because I know sure certain, certain schools. That shit. Yeah. Well, I know certain schools they have programs, so I, I definitely I want to know how they how they're able to have the programs that are for you know because they actually have programs curriculum and everything for mm -hmm. for, for black kids too. So um and so why is it, I want to find out why isn't that at every school? Um because I mean I right. even. Cause I mean, and it's it's sad to say. Those, I feel like schools with a higher pedigree that invite black kid black kids in do more at education and everything than the low income schools that have the majority of black population to integrate the kids, to educate them, to make them feel. And I think that's that's weird. So that's that's where we lose people too, because then because then they feel like that we're not supporting each other as well. But yeah, see, yeah. but if you want to talk about those, if you want to talk about those private schools, what's the number one factor in why those private schools have those programs? Because those parents that you know that make that money, that pay that tuition, they got them foot, they got their foot on them educators' necks. Like, look, well, look, it's, 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 not even, it's not even private schools, um, because like out, out here, um, because because you know, because even in LA, so I feel there's more schools in the valley, you know, which is a better area, not with the right, 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 like that too. They do more. To, to integrate with minorities than than the school than the freaking school in Watts, and and, yeah. and and that's where I'm like, what the hell? Does it, but, when, it, I, when but, I learned that, I'm like, like really? But it, it's gonna go to my point. It may not. Okay, so even not even touching on private schools, but to yeah. my point is is that the reason why that happens is mm -hmm. because the taxpayers 
um, which we're not going to go down a rabbit hole yeah. of the system and, and subsidized housing and all that. But the taxpayers in that area or the parents of the, the that are paying the tuition, if they were talking about private yeah. schools, they have their foot on them educators' necks in them school board meetings, in them PTA yeah. meetings. Like, look, you're not going to teach my child about seeing a penis and a vagina until sixth, seventh grade. We're not going to talk about religion in school ever again. We're not going to discuss... Uh, Shakespeare or whatever novels we don't feel as a collective are appropriate, even if they're, you know, they're literary classics. That's why that happens. And then they push for like, well, my child is struggling here, so we need to do this. Like, prime example, do you remember, uh, I don't know if y'all remember, but uh, in New York City, where there was a prominent school in lower Manhattan, and they started doing a lottery and school of choice, and every white parent, and Becky and Karen, they were at the meeting, they were furious, they wanted to fire the principal, and the principal fired back and said, look, this isn't a, you guys are, your anger is misplaced because we're giving kids from Watts or from Harlem or from the Bronx the same educational opportunities as the kids that live in Manhattan, and you're pissed off about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, that, that goes to being present at these, at town halls and like all those mm-hmm. other things because you miss when they when they go out and re rezone these things because yeah. you what you miss is like so you're like everyone's aware of oh i live in riverside county or i live in pulaski county whatever it is you know what your county that you live in is what you don't know is your education zone is completely different yes completely yes. different and they they set it up to where they make sure like this school gets this money from all these businesses and then they'll have like a weird little dip or whatever to where it like annexes off all this other stuff where you can get all the little change from here and we're going to take all this big money from over here and then we're going to also have this mall it's going to be putting money into this district but when it's actually closer to that other school but they they're literally siphoning money away and no one's paying attention to that no one's calling it out no one's actually there at that meeting saying hey i don't like this this is not right this is not i'm not saying I'm not saying that people don't go to these meetings and call it out because it definitely happens. But a lot of these people aren't in in our community specifically, a lot of these people aren't informed about what rezoning means. What about redistricting means? So it goes back to Alan's original point that the number one focus does need to be education because when they rezone a district, which I've seen happen, or they do what's called school of choice or in LA, they do busing. um, You know, a lot of a lot of us in the city are like, oh, well, that shit don't impact me. It don't affect me. Look, and then meanwhile, you look at your school district where the revenue from um, Baldwin Hills Mall, Crenshaw, that went into your school district, now is streaming further out into Beverly Hills and Hollywood. Mm-hmm. With that, I do have to go. <laughs> so I am sorry about that one. Um, I guess supporting black businesses, I will just go touch quickly on that before I go. Um, mm-hmm. Anything with that one? It's also supporting them, but advertising too, because sometimes there's black businesses and we have no idea where they are, um, um, who we're supporting, and you know, and and you know, pretty much where, where they are, who they're supporting, and what what it means for the community. So I do think getting that word out too, and advertising that way, and just you know, creating awareness. Right. But I'll, I'll I'll let you guys talk on that. I have to go, but it was nice talking to all you guys. Nice meeting okay. you. Okay. Yeah, it was nice having you. Nice, nice meeting you yeah. as well. 
Yeah, and hopefully right, we, we get to do this again. And yeah, yeah Katie, for sure. KJ and Celine, yeah. they're both on fire, so I have to, I have to study next time. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was like, oh, man. I was like, no, man. Hey. No, man. I need more, I need more, more notes. Look, hey, man, I... you, you did your thing, too. So, hey. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like, like. No, that education piece, we definitely yeah. got to talk more about that, man. We definitely uh, for sure, for sure. Uh, if you want to do something on that, I'm I have stats. Like, I'm more willing, at least for the LA area, I'm more than willing to, to bring it up. But like, I, like, like KJ said, rezoning it, it's a big thing because it's just when they do it every year. And now the, the big thing is charter schools now, too. So, yep, all right, but, but have all a good right. one, guys. Nice to meet you. You, right, you have a good one right. as well. All right, be safe, you too. All right, all right, all right. My 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 little one's been as you can see, I've been having to pause and and uh, yell like, at a couple of them. But one thing I do want to say about supporting black businesses though, um and and this shit bothers the hell out of me. We got to support black businesses without asking for a fucking discount. Oh, my God. That shit blows me to no fucking end. Like, so my my friend, a friend of mine on Twitter before I got kicked off, um, he started his own. Got kicked off? Uh, Yeah, so I I got suspended. So, fuck Twitter. Why am I kind of not surprised? (laughs) No, so I got suspended from Twitter for saying Donald Trump is unhinged and shouldn't be running on this app, loose on this app without medication. And yeah, it was hate speech, but fuck all that. I said, yeah, anyway, um, a friend of mine started his own consulting business and he was asking me something about an LLC or to set up something. So I gave, I Googled some shit and gave it like, yo, bro, this is what you do. He was like, yeah, man, you know, just let me know if you ever need some free consulting, uh, I'll do it for free. Cause you my man. I said, nah, bro, if you do it, charge me like you would charge anybody else. You know Thank what I'm saying? You. And we, we talk about, we look at black, we look at black owned businesses and I'll just use like my hoodie obviously came from a black owned business, but we right. talk about them and like, well, why would I pay $25.99 for this hoodie, which is dope as fuck, um, when I can go down to Walmart and get the same hoodie for $12.99, you know, I'm saving money. But what I try to, and it goes back to education, which Alan brought up, um, we need to, and, and what Byron brought up about relationships, the reason why Walmart can sell you a twelve ninety nine unapologetically black hoodie is because they have a relationship with mass production to where they're buying the hoodie for probably two ninety nine a hoodie. Meanwhile, your homeboy that set up his own business has to go through, doesn't have the, the, the relationship with the warehouse. So he's buying the hoodie probably for let's say 20, 20 And so he's really only making a $5 profit per hoodie. He's in business to make money. I don't know anyone I got in the business to lose money. Any, what about, te- sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, what, go ahead. About, go ahead. what about teaching them or, okay, so you know how Pepsi is its own company, but they sell Pepsi at Walmart? Uh-huh. What about teaching them to get that rack at Walmart? Why not teach them to get that rack at Target? Well, that that comes that comes with that comes with another thing too, because with Walmart, Walmart's taking a percentage of your profits 
Walmart is dictating certain things about your business. Like that deal with Walmart is not as like clean as you would think it would be as another retailer. Right. As another retailer. And you don't you don't know granted, granted, it, it's good to get your product in there, but you need to have your own storefront to where you're getting you're getting maximum profit. Because they're going to end up cutting into your own bottom line because they're going to set the price that they want to sell it for. You can't set, right. tell Walmart what to sell it for. They're going to be like, nah, um, you're going to sell it to us for this, and this is what we're going to sell it for. And you're like, I'm only making 50 cents. Oh, well, we don't care. We're Walmart. Right. If you don't want to do it, we got a long line of people who will take the deal because they want mm -hmm. the exposure. Yeah. Which goes into my next thing is that Black creatives, if, if this is being recorded, I want this to be known at the end. Black creatives and, and, and consumers, consumers, please stop trying to minimize black creative time because their work doesn't appear the way that you think it should appear. I would, in other words, what I'm saying is, I would never tell a man how much time, how much money his or her time is worth, ever. Okay. For instance, I make wigs and I sell hair. I set my price myself. I'm not going to allow somebody to come in and say, you should make me a wig for such and such. Um, excuse me? There's a such thing as service to someone as far as you're asking supply and demand. You're asking I have what you want, but you're trying to swindle your way out of what my time is worth. It, it don't make sense. Mm -hmm. I have what you want. If you want it, you're going to have to pay for it. Right. And just because, and just because you, um, and even just because you pay, a higher price of it um, for it, or even a lower price does not mean mm -hmm. the quality decreases based right. on your counterparts. Like, like even going back to Byron's point with, you know, Walmart and these deals that are done, I'm pretty sure if there was a black business owner or even, even in the, let's even go into hair care or the whole beauty supply monopoly that Asians have. Exactly. If you could, if you could get, a cheaper price per unit on every sewing or every piece of hair or every package of hair, you would definitely go for it. Like, there's no question. Everybody's here to maximize their profit. But the problem is, is you have certain business owners that don't want certain people in the game and that they will purposely blackball them like I've seen with these black women that try to open up these beauty supply stores. And even with black people in general who try to come into the medical marijuana dispensary game, these other owners, these other white owners will purposely blackball them like, nah, we can only have one. Or we, they got to be somebody that ain't going to come in and like kind of infringe on my territory or I can get a cut of their pop. Yeah. And then, and then on top of that, then on top of that, to, to hit on your point with them bossing people out, they will artificially drop their price and take a hit because they know they can. And then, and then you, they, you will literally, you, you won't be able to survive. They know you can't survive at that price. So they, they will do it long enough till you close down 
or your right. business slows down and then they'll go back up in price, but it's too late for you by then. You're already in the hole. Yep. Yeah. I don't think that I don't think that it is fair, but that's where just like all of our other points came in, we have to unify and make sure that when somebody trying to open a business in this spot in our neighborhood that they can do it. That's um and it's funny you brought that up. It, it was gonna piggyback to another point with um these um I don't know, have y'all seen the new the the late I don't they call it a scam, but I think it's some truth to it, but I'm not gonna participate. But where it's like pay fifty dollars and you get your name on a circle or a pyramid. Yeah, that's circle scam. Oh, that, 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 yeah. This is, that, yeah, it's so, egregious. It, it's it's a it's a it's a pyramid. It don't it don't work. It it literally but, doesn't but but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, this is where you're wrong, and this is going to blow your mind. They do that in Africa, and it's called a, um, I forget the technical term for it, but you can look it up. I know what you're getting at. I, I know what you're getting at. But at, the same, but at the same time, like what they do with their savings account or whatever, like they're doing it to like put, like get on and like agents do it and all that. Like they'll start a business with it. And they're bringing mm -hmm. in outside money. The problem is you can't continue to put your own money into something, get out all this money, and then continue and then put your money back, put your money back into that. Because all your each person, every time that money goes in, it's going out to somebody. And you really need it to be organized in a structure to where you're starting a business with it or something to where you can bring outside money in. If if your whole model requires more people to join more people to put in it does not work it doesn't but, it, it doesn't it doesn't work it doesn't work now their method their method because what they've done is they perverted it or whatever their method is you have those eight people they're chilling and each person takes a turn going into the middle it's, it's that simple it's that simple what they did was with these with these circles is you'll have one person in the middle, two people on the outside, four people, and you have eight people. That's too many hands. There's too many people. Right. There's too right. many people. So and, and it's constantly dependent on getting more, more people because there's not enough people to go out. And when and when you have two people sitting at the top like that, it divide it divides your group in half, and then you have to have more people in there to get out anything. So it, it's just it's it's a pyramid scheme. They perverted it. Okay. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, go but, ahead. Where I, but, where I, but where I was going to go with it real quick is that, yes, I agree with the more people part, but the point is going to Celine's point and making sure they, they're able to open up the businesses is Asian people do this in their community all the time. They will, let's say we're, all three of us are in the Asian community. Celine owns her hair business and she's thriving. I say, you know what? I want to open up a, a, a tropical smoothie. Celine will loan me the money to open up the tropical smoothie. And when I'm thriving, Byron, you'll come along like, you know, I really want to open up a, a, a gym and a fitness studio. I loan you the money to open up your gym. Then you kick it back to me. I kick it back. Now all of our businesses are thriving. Then you might say, hey, yeah. my little brother wants to open um, the, a fucking a nail salon. Then he opens a nail salon. We put it in him. He gives it back. And he and that's how they've been able to keep it. So I agree. So my, my whole statement about the, the, the money circles is that we need to do something 
like that with our people and even people who we trust because they're in, I mean, and that's what it really boils down to, fundamental trust. The family. You know what I'm saying? And some, sometimes, sometimes you can trust family and, and sometimes you can't. Mm. But yeah. we have to work with people who have like-minded interests and people we can trust. And there's so much mistrust that has been placed in our community that we're not even willing to be, like you said, we're not even willing to be first. Like, you know what? I'll loan you 10 racks or I'll loan you two Gs of startup money with the hopes that you'll kick it back because you might take it and run off on the plug. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that right. you know, anybody here would do that, but mm. just that fear of I might be out of 2000. And see, that's that's where that's where doing things properly comes into place. Like if you're going to start that business and people are going to give you the money, then you should be able to look at all those people that's giving you the money, hand them a document that says, this is my business plan. This is how I plan on doing it. This is how I plan on get this is your ROI that you can expect because that's what regular businesses do when you have investors and you're they're able to see look at it and go okay so this time i get it back this is a legal document it's binding you have a notary people sign it they give you the money boom and now they're now they're an investor in your business to the day that you give them back their money they're, they're a co they're like a co-owner then you give them back their money and then you continue on you continue you have your business then you re reproduce that same mindset that same uh thing you just but you can't do it without paperwork and all that stuff like people want that oh i just shake your hand and everything's all good but you don't have like paperwork lined out that actually says this is how you're doing it. like everybody has great ideas but sometimes it needs refinement exactly i would excuse me y'all i would even go as far as saying like let's say this set this as an example i have my it's my boyfriend's parents, me, him, and two kids. We're all in one house. So we have, there's two cars. So if we all came together and we said, well, we want a third car. If we all came together and say, okay, you got a car, you got a car already. Let's put this person in. Let's, let's make sure that Celine get a car this this year. This year we're mm. gonna work on Celine getting a car. Celine gets her car, it's paid for. We did every we we put our money together, get, got Celine a car. Okay, next year, uh, let's say my kids was old enough to have a car. Kason gets a car. Okay, and then the next year, Cannon gets a car. The whole the whole point of me saying that is people don't never want to wait their turn people want to do it right then and there they see mm -hmm. they see celine getting hers and think oh i need to get mine right now too and it's that's the wrong mentality we right. have to do it one person at a time and that's exactly how us as a community needs to look at it one person at a time getting to people one person at a time because at the end of the day if we all try to do it at once hey not everybody can be a chief that, too many that, chiefs and not enough indians boy that's, that, that's <laughs> how it goes not everybody can be a chief so right. in the sense of we need to 
that because that's what the Asians do. That's what Mexicans do. That's what you know what I'm saying? They are in one household. They say it's your turn to throw. Matter of fact, perfect example. There we there's we we get our lawn cut. One day it was four people with one truck and they going around doing lawns and stuff together. Next thing you know, it's four people with two trucks. They going around doing lawns. Next thing you know, it's four people with three trucks and they going around doing lawns. Next thing you know, everybody got their own truck. And then they got four more, they got three other people with them and it keeps going. Mm-hmm. So in the end, everybody gets theirs because they wait their turn. But we have a selfish mentality to, I want to get mine before you, you get yours. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do whatever I can to get mine before yours, even if that means diminishing what you got. Right. Mm-hmm. And we as Black people, I mean, hey, I don't think that we should just be all into being responsible. Maybe that's not the right word. Like, I'm not responsible for your household and I'm not responsible for your household. But if we all have the same idea and want to move forward, we each need to be responsible for our own household to get to the goal that we need to get to, if that makes sense. No, it does. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And I think I think a lot of people are afraid of uh, also afraid of sharing something like it, like if you if you guys have a good idea. Right. Four people have the same exact good idea. The startup cost, let's say the startup cost for that business is a thousand dollars. So now each person now is going to pay a thousand dollars. That's four thousand dollars. If y'all put it in together and then y'all start together on it. And then, uh, then afterward, after you grow your client base and stuff, like, okay, you get the South region, you get the Western region, you get the North, and so-and-so will get the East or whatever. And then y'all, y'all four can go y'all separate ways, and y'all can still thrive. Y'all can all still thrive without having to be, you know, feel, feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I guess risk all that money, because what's going to happen is y'all all going to be competing, and somebody's going to fail then. Exactly. So I think about it like Walmart didn't open all at the same time. It started with one. Mm-hmm. So it's funny that you brought that up, Byron, because when you um, when you jumped on here, and I guess this might be the creative person in me, um, and you were like, oh, yeah, this is the name of my podcast. I haven't come up with a name for it. The first thing I started doing in my mind was, damn, like, what can we call this podcast? Like, I was like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm thinking like, okay, you know, don't want to be cliche. Like, I don't know your vision for it. And then instantly I'm like, okay, how can I help be a part of the podcast? Like we, us four, we could rock every Saturday and do it, you know, if we do it through Zoom or whatever, or every Sunday, or however you want to do it. Like my mind started going to different places. And in a separate time, I'd be like, yo, bro, these are the names I came up with. Highly debatable, seriously questioned. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just, just, just shit that bounces off the head. But if I was a selfish person, I'd be like, you know what? all right, cool, you know, Byron did this on this topic. Like, maybe I should take this shit for myself and maybe I should do my own thing. And, and and maybe I should just, you know, like, unfriend him and, block, you know, whatever, and just take it and run with it. But <laughs> I always, no, 
No, like on some, like like keeping it a hundred. Like, <laughs> no, for real though. I still, yeah, I still no, my mind before I started this. Show. No, but damn, somebody gonna. No, but, no, but see, like on, on the real though, like I, I've always been because I I do consulting, I, I do freelance consulting. So and I'm always of the mind. And I used to do PR um, in the past. Like, I used to do PR for a living. Um, and I've always been of the mind. What's for me won't pass me. You know. My me shining my light, you know, me helping you shine your light won't dim my own light. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and and even if I don't get credit, like even if you take, you know, I'll give you a name and you take this shit and we not even cool anymore. Like it is what it is. Like if you put our good in the universe, it's gonna come back around to you some way, some way, mm-hmm. somehow, shape, or form. You know what I'm the saying? The problem is not everybody think like that. Right. right. And and that, and that's what we really got. And that's what we as a people, we really have to get away from. Like you said, everybody want to be now. Like it's not right now. Like now is not your turn, you know, and it comes with maturity and it comes with, you know, sharing. Like I I have eight sisters, so I'm used to sharing. Like I got to share. Like I don't, have a, I, don't, I don't have a choice. Like, I mean, I got to share eventually. Like, right. It is what it is. I don't um, know how I turned out like this because I'm my only child. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but like, uh, yeah, yeah. To like, to like, to like, speak on it, like, cause see, that was something I thought of too. But I was like, you know what? I don't even know their mindsets. I don't even know how they are really. Like, I'm like, I'm gonna let this thing just exist for a minute, and then I'll get with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, going, hey, y'all want to like make this like a thing, and it's like our thing, you know? But mm-hmm. I was like, I didn't want to just, I didn't want to jump out the window with that. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes you don't know where everybody's head is at. You got to see where it go first. Yep. Right. You do. Because this, this could have been this could have been a train wreck and everybody just could have been yelling at each other. Hey, yeah. that's why I was like, hey, look here. Um, I ain't trying to get cussed out. I ain't trying to get my name called. Yeah, I ain't yeah. trying to. Hey, look. Hey, man. Agree, when she agree. I don't want this to be no shouted match. Look here, I um, hey, where's, I just, hey, I just it? say my points, and if you agree with it, that's that's cool. If you don't, fine with that too. When you, but when you when you came with it, I was like, what the fuck? What is she gonna say? That's so wild. I was, I was, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna listen. I was waiting. I was like, I know she's not gonna. Say, as long as you're not a Trump supporter, I was like, hope she don't say no. nothing too crazy. The thing is. It's not about me. I wouldn't call myself a Trump supporter. I call myself a fact supporter. So I agree with it if it's a fact, regardless of whose mouth it's coming from. And I disagree with it if it's not a fact. If I just don't agree with it, even if it is a fact and I don't agree with it, then I just don't agree with it. But to me, I don't have to like anybody. I don't have to be friends with anybody to agree with what they say or do but I also don't have to I'm not one I've never been one person to go with the crowd and never will be one person to go with the crowd because one thing about it is when everybody looking left something happening to the right and it just so happened to be pulling strings that is making everybody to the left look over at whatever they're looking at. So it's like, like I said, the reason and the reason why I went there with it is because you have no idea how many times people have inboxed me, um, 
First of all, people don't think I'm black. Oh, oh, yo, a yo, lot of people yo, don't yo, think I'm wild. black. Your page is wild. Like your comments section, people be at your neck. I was like, I can do it. Like, a lot of people do don't even think that I'm black. A lot of people think that I'm white or not all the way black or whatever. But the thing is, like, I I say whatever I want. I'm not going to sit here and just say something because I think people going to like it. I say it because I feel like it's something that we need to hear. Honestly, I don't, I don't do the, 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 the pleasing thing that everybody wants to hear. I don't do sugars and cookies and stuff. I do salt mm. and a, it's hey, going to be real. salty. It's going, it's going to sting. It's going to burn. Cause it's still an open wound at the end of the day. So it's just, it's just about what your pain tolerance is. I mean, at that point, I ain't got no I'm, control over that. <laughs> I mean, for me, like when it comes to like discussions about this, like my first thing is that I don't expect everyone to ever have the same level of emotional intelligence I do. And I'm not going to ever have that expectation because having that expectation, you always get let down. Second thing is, is that you at some point got to be mature enough to separate the message from the messenger. And I've been in discussions and I've, and I, and I really, I don't even really do Facebook talking anymore or social media in general. Mm. Um, because I always say the comment section has the comment section of any social media post has the biggest number of idiots. You got a bunch of people that just want to fire some shit off their chest. You have your, your undercover racists who hide behind a keyboard. You know, you have your woke hotel people who are my brother and my sister, you to death. So, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Like, if you say something, I'm, if I comment on something and you fire something back, I'm like, okay. Because what can you say to that? You know, okay. You, you pissed off and I'm a bitch-ass motherfucker. Okay. You fucking cocksucker. Okay. Like, what do you... But guess what? I'm gonna, I'm when gonna, I said a fact, you didn't come with nothing back. So, except cussing me out. So, it's like... Oh, I'm making my editing job really hard. Like, I'm just, I'm just telling you something. So, I'm making the editing job really hard. <laughs> No, so okay, no, I'm so, just messing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. No, like, so this is this is funny yeah, though, right? So, I'm like, <laughs> so this is real funny though. Um, so I got into this debate um, with I have a, a Middle Eastern friend of mine who lives in Houston. He posted like the Black Lives Matter hashtag. It was like a, a picture, and so then this jackass gets on the post and he says something about um, basically we have to stop looking at people for their race um, and look at people for their physical characteristics or something like that. And so I, I commented and I'm like, bro, first of all, your statement is a contradiction because you can't not classify me as my race. You cannot classify me as a black person. I mean, as an African-American, but my black skin is still going to be the first thing that you notice. So that right there in itself is a contradiction. And then the, the, the comment went to, um, but we need to, you know, one race, the human race and all that other shit. And, and I'm like, okay, I feel you, bro. But your statement like that is actually dividing of the movement. And I'm like, at the end of the day, I'm not willing to engage with you if you can't admit two fundamental things. And this is what I go through with all white people. I'm like, we're not going to be able to engage in intellectual debate. And if you really want to seek the knowledge that you claim you do, or you want me to teach you something, if you can't admit two things, one, that you benefit inherently, I mean, you benefit directly or indirectly from white privilege, two, 
you believe that the fundamental of white racism, white supremacy exists in America. If you can't admit, if you can't answer yes to those two things, we don't got shit to talk about. That's 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 that's. Do you think? Do you think that? Do you think that we answer to white supremacy to? How can I word this? Do you think that we look at white supremacy too hard as far as, I don't know how to word this. Okay, so. Do you uh, think we look at it at a point of, that it's it's a hindrance to us, like, uh, how can okay, okay. how how we can we make them not matter? Basically, okay, that's look, that's what I, I'm trying I to say. I know I think I know where you're going. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and like rephrase what you just said. I'm gonna try, yeah. and you tell me if I'm on point. You tell me if I'm on point. Mm -hmm. You're what you're trying to say is black people are so focused on blaming white supremacy that we can't see the steps that we can take outside of it to make ourselves better. That's what I'm trying to say like what like, why look at that and say that's stopping us from doing something because so, so, I have a I have a friend I have a friend um, go ahead. friend he's a co-worker um and basically um I, I told him I told him this I said I'm like man I'm like sometimes you don't have to you don't have to run into the obstacle sometimes you don't have to run into the wall you don't have to Mm -hmm. It might take you longer, but you could go around. You could build over it. You, there's a lot of other things you can do besides punching your way through that wall. And if you don't have the right tools, you're never going to get through that wall. Mm -hmm. Depending on how it's built, you won't get through. You know, you might be able to punch your way into a straw house. You might be able to. You might be able to push through a, a wooden structure, but if it's made of brick and mortar, you're not breaking in without the right tools. Boom. So I'm glad you said that. So looking at that question, and I mean, this. so, I'm, so when I was in school, I minored in sociology, and I'm so grateful that I did. Um, mm -hmm. I look at racism, white supremacy, not in the whole teppy way that people was like, oh, the cracker, the white man trying to keep me down and all this other bullshit yeah. that drunks on the corner spit to you. I look at it for what it is, a fundamental belief and a system that is based and thrive to, to benefit the white, no, 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 to benefit rich white men solely. It's not benefited for white women. It's not benefited for Asians and, and, and even black people that get up there and they make money and they wanna be, it's, it's, it, was, it was created and, benef, and solely benefit for rich white men. If we're talking specifically about America. If you wanna go back to England and, and Europe and, and, and post medieval times, it was benefit solely on the ruling class. So, and who are the ruling class? It depends on what's ruling. Are we looking at property? Are we looking at uh, structure? Are we looking at money? But are we looking at the monarchy like what we have in England, in present day England? So even if we just want to take, I'm not even gonna go back to, the, to preach the back lesson, but even with where we are in America, you have to have the right tools to break down the system, yes. But I do not, I do not believe that let's break down this fundamental system of racism, white supremacy, whether it's by tactics, whether it's by getting the education, whether it's by opening the door and bringing in more people behind it, whether it's breaking down the fundamental rules and laws that have held us back from um, 
you know, housing segregation from when our parents were alive, whether it's, you know, cutting your beard now or your, 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 your locks or changing your hairstyles for a job interview, whether it's um, um, school discrimination, whether it's um, racial disparity and going to get a small business loan. We have found those systems in order to come in and do what we need to do for us as a people. Because even when we were thriving as owning our own Black Wall Street and having our own Black Wall Street, and even before, I mean, and after Reconstruction, before and after Reconstruction, there were still, you know, Black codes, if you will, put in place for us not to thrive. There was still mm -hmm. laws for getting business loans and, and, and getting, you know, sharecropping and things that were put in place for us not to thrive. And so until we break those things down, which are part of the, the umbrella of racism, white supremacy, we won't get anywhere. And it's going to take a lot of doing because remember, they built this shit for 400 years. Mm -hmm. Mind you, but the thing is, back then, like now we have, to me, way more opportunity than we had then. And we have access to a lot more information than they had then. Mm -hmm. So we have to make it accessible to uh, that brings back to education we make we have to make it accessible we we have to make sure they know that when they need to know this or when they need to do this they can and uh how do i say that they can't basically that they can do it regardless with or without a white person because black people have their back right. i just me personally don't think that white people should shape us in any way form or fashion because i believe that we can do it ourselves oh, no, without I agree. them I agree. um as we've i mean we've said it before but it's just we have to it the mindset at the end of the day it all come back down to education the mindset you you we got to get it before they do at the end of the day yeah because they will teach supremacy to me as a scare tactic mm -hmm. we have power over you mm -hmm. and that's what we're taught yeah and, and we're taught to and what we got to stop teaching our kids and i've been so guilty i i I've been so guilty of it in my lifetime. We got to start teaching our kids to conform to Eurocentric standards. And that means hair, um, dress, how we talk. You know, obviously, you know, you can't go into a business cussing and using profanity, but everybody here probably has a white voice. Everybody, like, I, like my shit is A1. And it took Hi. my... It took my business mentor, like, bro, like, why you change your voice, my nigga? Like, talk how you talk. Like they're gonna, they're gonna know you're, you know, if they know you're black or not, it makes no difference. Talk how you talk, don't change. And we have to stop teaching our kids, our kids, kids conform to these standards just to fit in. Because like you, you said it, Celine. Like, why, why are we, why are we trying to seek approval from a racist? I'm sorry, my kids just. He threw up. Yo. No, but. Oh. Yeah. I, that, mm. Yeah. Mm. We understand. Yeah. We 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 mm. 
you got you got to call us back. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, he got me speechless right now. <laughs> oh shh. <laughs> Literally, oh shit. How? Um, yeah. Let me. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't yeah. even know how to. Okay. Can, just, just click I, the link again. Just click the link again, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll be back. And you come right back in. I'll yeah. Be back. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so then there were two. Yeah. Now, 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 now there's two. And yeah, I, I, gotta, I think so. Um, before. Well, this is a sidebar. This is a sidebar. I think what what the idea to me, like for calling this, like I kind of wanted to call it like something like like the rotation, because I want to have a like a solid panel that's normal, right? You have your your regulars that you're used to, but then I want to bring in like that's why I said five to seven people because them ex that extra five that extra five that extra three seats are for other people. You know, I want to have a have a base. And then those extra three seats are for other people. So other mm -hmm. people can chime in and other people can feel like they're represented. And then it prevents stagnation on our part. Because then we're getting new ideas in as well. And the podcast always seems fresh every time. Well, there you go. I mean, hey, bro, if that's what you want to do, man, like I said, however I can help. I mean, I, I've been thinking about putting together a podcast of my own even before this came up just, but I just never knew like, where do I want to start? So it's like when people like, yo, you want to do discussion here, do a discussion there, Facebook live it, Instagram, like I'm always with it. So, I mean, however we put it, to, however you put it together, bro, just, just count me in. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I bought like, I didn't bought, like I have a mic that I'm not using right now just because it just, it doesn't fit the scenario. Just, it just looks crazy. Like if I'm like also one-on-one, -on -one, like myself, then I probably will have the mic stand set up and all that. So I can record, like have crystal clear like that. But this, I wanted to have like more of a conversation. Yeah, no, this, this was cool to me. Yeah. To me, it was cool. Like it was, it was, it was organized and it was uniform. Like I've been in Zooms and chats like this where it's like 500 people and only three people are talking and like the other 497 people are listening and i'm like well what the fuck did i sign up for i didn't sign up to be talked at like i want to be heard because sometimes like you said like if it's a point that's made you might disagree with the point that's being made you might agree with it you might want to chime in and bring up something new like you said fresh ideas and i know i can go on a tangent and I know, like, you know, with other people, like, that's why I had to, like, discipline. Like, I had to take my shit, like, look, bro, write down notes, like, <laughs> come back to it. Like, that's just the second page. Like, this is the first page. Like, bro, like, right. come back to it, like, write it down. Cause, you know, you can't have people cutting each other off, too. Right. And then an another thing that I thought, I thought of doing is because we could have more people in the chat room and watching it live and actually chatting on here. So then it gives it kind of like an IG live format. And we can right. read their comments. Is I can when people join, I can turn off your audio and your video, and I can make you just a bot. I can literally make you a bot, since mm -hmm. I'm and I have that business stuff. So I, eventually, I want to get there too because it it keeps it allows more engagement. Because the more engagement you have, the more people are constantly like watching. Because then some people, some people are literally like they'll listen and they'll be like looking at chat stuff, and then they'll be wanting to fire off their little their little opinion pieces in the chat. You know, we can have a set, a set number of slots for that. Like, hey, you want to be in the chat? You know what I'm saying? Hey, you know what I'm saying? Log in, blah, 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 blah. Boom, I'll put you in the chat. Oh, my God, man. They, they are going off on this. Uh, 
thing for work. Um, but anyway, to go back to the topic at hand um, and what we were talking about with, um, like, uh, wait, what, what exactly were we saying? We were saying something about sharing businesses. We talked, the topic was supporting small businesses. It's supporting, supporting black, yeah, supporting black businesses. And, thing, and I think, I think the, the main thing, another big thing I just want to, I just really want to hammer home is like, we are more than entertainers. We are more than entertainers. We're more than entertainment. We are more than that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel I feel like a lot of people feel like they they get really boxed into that mindset. Like, um, and I I I'm, I've met a lot of people like so um, when I do um, like when I used to do lift on the side or whatever, I've met a lot of people and I met a lot of different brothers. You know, what I'm saying from different walks of life. You know, and like he was he was telling me he's like, yeah, I own this. You know, advertising business. Blah 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 we're doing this with these companies or whatever. And I go to these meetings or whatever. And he was just like putting me on game. Like he was just firing off massive just like, like amounts of knowledge. And I'm just like, man, I like, I'm like, bro, I wish I wasn't dropping. I had pencil and paper. I'm like, cause you, you saying like way too much good stuff, you know? And he was just like, he was like, man, he's like, he's like, what you need. He was like, he said something like what you need to remember, you're going to remember, you know what I'm saying? Like what really sticks with you going to stick with you. You know, and the stuff you can use, you're going to use. And whatever you don't use, you know what I'm saying, just, you know what I'm saying, just hold on, just try and hold on to it. But that's a side note. But, um, but like, I just feel like people aren't being shown that, you know what I'm saying, which hammers back to your point, like being shown that you can be more than just that. Like, because you, you brought it up. You can be more than that. Like, I, I really, like, wholeheartedly want people to know you can be more than just an entertainer. Like, cause right. like everybody and their mama is trying to rap, and I'm just like, bro, like, let that shit go, man. <laughs> you, you ain't it. You don't have it, and you will never be it. Like, yeah. unfortunately, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not, you're not Say even, that. you're not even making your music to compete with the. You have to make your music on a such on a level to where if somebody listens to it, they would want to listen to you. Unfortunately, you gotta look at it this way: like over a Drake, over a Kendrick, over a J. Cole, over over an NBA Young Boy, over a Future. Like you have to make your 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 music that good, to where somebody actually wants to go. You know, I'm gonna go cut on so and so today, cause that's how you gonna make money. That's how, that's how the streaming era works. Your quality mm-hmm. needs to be good to where people want to listen to it. Yeah. Because, like if you take like recent new artists, that's like like doing just astronomical. Like freaking Roddy Rich, like his music is that good, right? You know what I'm saying? He he's he's putting that much that level of effort. Like people are too busy trying to be the best in their city, you know. But that's that's just yeah. that, that point. Um, now nah, you, now nah, you right, bro. But um, I ain't gonna. I don't want to cut the straw. I gotta walk my dog before he pee in my or before she pee in my. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool, man. Um, I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna stop the recording right here. Um, if y'all want to jump back on and talk about some other points, we can. We got time. I'm just going to separate this video out and try and, like, edit and cut it down and put it out in a time. Yeah, 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 definitely. You might want to make this joint, like, 30 minutes. I don't know how you're going to do it. No, no, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. So so what, I, what I've seen that works, that because I, I follow Joe Budden's podcast, you release the whole thing still. You release the whole thing still in its entirety. Okay. And you, then you you cut it out in the chunks or whatever for each topic. Like this is us talking about this. 
This is us mm-hmm. talking about this. This is us talking about this. This is us talking about this. So then people can isolate, but also watch in full entirety. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, yeah, bro, let me, um, I'll be back in like 20, 30 minutes. So, All right, yeah, um, that's cool. Yeah, just, just hit up the group chat.